0: like Brock Lesnar Brock Lesnar's like peace and unity and f- like he'll he just like beats I think his Rampage Jackson's so like mm. beats the black off of him <laughs> and then grabs the mic and is like blacks and whites need to get along I'm like you literally <laughs> just beat the bricks <laughs> off him like he took a run off the plantation but <laughs> <Stop>. whatever dude <laughs> ladies and gentlemen sit back relax I am Podcast Poppy, and you are tuned into a brand new episode of Quarter Life Crisis, starting right now. So, look, I'll show you what I'm looking at. Yeah, yeah, So my voice is catching, my voice is catching. So you Got gotta make it. sure that you're talking
1: into the mic. it right, sounds good. good. And you can move it however you want. Perfect.
0: Move it around. But yeah, so this is your first
1: podcast? Yeah. Uh well second, second, second. Okay. So did one with some friends. Uh, Troy actually, of all people. Um him and some other mutual friends started one a while, It's like maybe like two three years ago. Yeah, yeah like four or five episodes and things just kinda of started like scheduling conflicts or whatever. I don't know exactly what happened, but I just never picked back up. Yeah, yeah. Talked about starting one for a long, long time, but uh-huh. just uh with a few my guess that,
0: is based off the things I've seen about you you don't want to drink.
1: I don't drink anymore, yeah. It's
0: I just thought I'd be polite enough for I knew like just listening to your stuff and seeing your stuff that uh that you're not doing that right now, which is dope. Which is dope.
1: Yeah, it's like feeding the bears honestly. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Goes downhill pretty quick from there.
1: <laughs> all right.
0: So I get all I do is I go three, two, one. We go live, and then we just start talking, dude. Like you're gonna, you're gonna be, you're gonna be absolutely mind blown, because uh, a lot of people are always worried about like content and shit mm. like that. And you're gonna fucking blink your eyes, and I'll probably have to cut us off. Yeah. That's usually, that's usually how it goes. Like, I'll have people come in here and be like, oh, yeah, I'll be here for just a minute. Fucking three hours goes by oh, and shit. we're dropping. <laughs> Troy, I cut me and Troy's down to like an hour and I think 40 minutes. And we were in here for about three and a half hours. The only reason he left is because he, like, had to go. Oh, she looked at his phone. He was like, oh, shit, I got to yeah, get out sounds of
1: here. like it. He's a passionate dude. I mean, yeah. Of, Hell yeah. I'll get calls with him sometimes. Okay, let me
0: just pull one thing up real quick. Okay, cool. All right, I'm set. You ready? Good to go. Good. You want to go. You want to go close to the mic. You want to be oh, like. Gotcha, you want gotcha. to be yeah, yeah. So, I know the chair is kind of sketch and 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 ghetto, but well, oh, no, you're, good. <laughs> you're good. You'll get caught. No, can good, always, really I can always I can always turn you up too, so you're good. But sometimes when you just caught ca- conversation, you'll find mm. yourself like way back here. So just stay close to your girl. Gotcha, no problem. Cool. So three, two, one. We're live. Eddie Rodriguez on the podcast. What's going on, man? Welcome, bro. Thanks for stopping by.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's good at uh, rekindling on a different terms now. Yeah.
0: yeah. I knew I knew it was something. When I first saw your picture, uh-huh. I knew it. When I was talking to Troy, I was like, dude, I can't put my finger on it, but I fucking know him from somewhere. And I should have known <laughs> it was bounce. I thought it might have been somewhere that we worked out together, uh-huh. or I was boxing a little bit and something like that, and I was looking at your profile. But right when you were like uh, West Second, yeah, <laughs> because Mike, who used to be the- Big Mike, yeah. Big Mike, yeah. yeah he Still used to, He used to be our cook at Imperial. Oh, shit. Yeah, and I got close with him because he would cook at Imperial, and then he'd go right to West 2nd. Mm. And uh, me and I was actually just looking at a bunch of uh, like memory pictures and stuff because me, Mike, myself, and I don't know if you remember David Jackson, super just jacked bodybuilder, black dude, dark-skinned black dude who bounced at Imperial. Um, we all went to Vegas together one time. But, yeah, that's, that's why I would come to West 2nd all the time.
1: I don't remember much from the bouncing days just yeah, because yeah. – even though I wasn't supposed to, I was drunk most of the time. Man. Another reason why maybe our names never got exchanged formally. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's funny because as soon as I saw your picture, I was just like, yo, I know I know him. Immediately, <laughs> it was just like that's exactly a exactly what I, said. I think he's just always walking in Imperial. Right. I mean, I think we're the only generation who pre-games go to bars. So Correct. By the time I got there, I was usually going deep.
0: <laughs> Dude, that's, a, that, that's hilarious that you say that. That was like a, so I bounced in California. Yeah. Uh. And then I came out here and I started bouncing at Imperial and fucking people like bouncers drink
1: out I here. Mean, it's,
0: it is. Yes. <laughs> Imperial is like, Imperial's closed now, so I can talk mm-hmm. about it as much as I want, which is nice. Yeah. <laughs> but I remember like my, my, uh, my first, my first shift, right? So I didn't really know what to expect, right? Yeah. So my first shift, um, uh, a good friend of mine, Jessica Lamb, she's the shit. She like, when I got here, she like, was the best hospitality ever, introduced me to people, got me a job as bouncer um, at Imperial. And my first day, I got into a fight with this guy. And then the the bar manager comes up to me, he's like, "Hey, you want to be the lead bouncer?" Pretty much. And I was like, that's a so fucking weird is- first day to get promoted?" But uh and then like, you know, um the staff, like all the staff, the mm. waitresses, the bartenders, the bouncers like wasted Wasted, dude, wasted, and I yeah, was like, man, you so know, I'd have a couple drinks sometimes in uh-huh. California. I'd have like a beer in the back, but like these guys are like taking shots, like by like two, three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And then also it's it's Nevada,
1: so the yeah, bars yeah. stay
0: open for however oh, long Nevada they decide to stay open. They keep coming. And uh, I was like, this is fucking crazy. Like a lot of times the staff would be drunker than. It'd be like two o'clock in the morning, and all of us bouncers were like looking around, just the liquid courage, like, "Yeah, I'm fucking down for a scum. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yep.
1: I know exactly. Down. Like on crawls specifically. All oh, the crawls. Because you just get so irate with this the repetitiveness of everything, mm-hmm. and just the people in line are impatient. And yep, it, yep. As soon as someone walks out, like, "Oh, you, you guys aren't at capacity anymore. Can I come in?" Like, yeah. Just for that, you're waiting five more minutes. Just That's for like, that. Yeah. Like, just for you know, that.
0: Know. It on like you got a Santa crawl and the and whatever those like just oh, freezing. Man. Like, yeah, you can just wait outside.
1: You just wait outside. You know, my favorite thing to do after those crawl nights is back when Reno Mugs was a thing. Reno Mugs? What's Reno that? Mugs used to post everyone's mug shots for whatever reason. Totally really? It was just a dry snitching ass website. But, what? The? But, yeah, there's a website. So you'd go on there the day after zombie crawl or yeah. Santa crawl. Okay. And you'd just see like 20 people in a row, like either dressed in like, full costume. In jail. Mugshot with Fuck. like a Santa costume on. Oh, so, so
0: the day after like a crawl or something like that, they post all the mugshots that came got in? got arrested
1: downtown, disorderly oh, conduct, all that stuff, dude. You that is brilliant. You see elves and Santas crying, you know, like just <laughs> yeah. all that good stuff.
0: Damn, that shit is crazy. And you know, this is fucked up. And I shouldn't even say this, but I'm going to say it shit. <laughs> but there's nothing wrong with these this category of human beings, but there is nothing better than roughing up like a stereotypical frat boy. Like, there's nothing. Like, a guy will walk in with no socks, boat shoes, (laughs) like khaki shorts above his knee, and a polo, and I'm like, and like a no-name, it looks like a very simplistic watch that's like Uh $5,000, and I'm just like, it sucks, and I shouldn't have it in me, but I'm like, I would fucking love to fight that guy. I, <laughs> I would, do, I would love it's nothing more than to put that dude in a bar and drag his ass outside and throw him on the sidewalk. It's fucked up. Oh man, what's
1: so back when I was drinking, <laughs> back, uh, <laughs> back so when I was. Troy's drinking. actually the one who said this to me. He's just like, because I'm like back then when I was used to drink. Like anytime I got in a fight, like as a bouncer or like mm. um, just going out and he it was always that. Yeah, that same demographic for the yeah. reason we always butt heads.
0: But frat boys are. Once they get Hockey. like blacked out, they're oh, yeah. like they're they're just obnoxious. You yeah.
1: Know? I think I was I was up there with him though. So Troy's yeah. analogy, he goes, You're like the Sith version of that. I was like, What do you mean? He's just the like Sith. you're not preppy and you're not like stuck up. He goes, what? But you are a drunk asshole. He goes, right, If you right. hate frat kids, it's only because you have so much in common with them. It's like, fuck, I gotta work on myself more. Like, damn, So okay.
0: drunk assholes would be Obi Wan and you're Darth Maul.
1: Yeah, dude. Ah, ah, just I see twice it. as drunk. We're in red it. for some reason. I yeah. See it.
0: It's bad dude Like it's a There's a weird Like a There's a weird sense of courage Once you're bouncing You know like I used to scuffle a lot On the blacktop Yeah And then I boxed For a couple years With a good buddy of mine And uh, But When you're bouncing People that are patrons of the bar think like if they get into a scuffle with a bouncer, mm. they're just getting in a scuffle with that bouncer.
2: Mm. Oh, it's no, like
0: no no, 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 no. Like we're getting paid thirteen dollars an hour. That's not yeah. enough to fight you one on one. Like we're gonna fucking jump you. Like <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there's <laughs> it's, you're it's gonna what? fight me one on one for like thirty seconds. Remember
1: the first time you had a fight as a bouncer? You was said, that? Oh, the first night? First night. You said, first right? night. So I mean, oh, this made it? me fight my first night. No, so, Like it was almost like a cult initiation type thing. What? You know? So Wait, seat, what? I swear to God. Okay, let's
0: hear this so, fucking shit. So I'm like, going to take a sip of my yeah, fucking good. White Claw for this story.
1: So, uh, <laughs> I like, never had any intention of working at a bar whatsoever, right. um, but the guy who ran security at the time was a good friend of mine, and he worked out the gym, Kay. had a couple conversations with me, approached me, he was like, hey, like, what do you do on the weekends? Like, I've seen you out and about, like, yeah. would you rather make money than, you know, Were you as big out? as you are now, back then? Um, I was bigger back then. I really? Right about, like, 2'10". You're fucking like fucking 200, i was like 250 then jesus but yeah i was, I was a power lifting so it's probably like my biggest then because
0: you're like fucking uh, built like a brick shit house <laughs> right now bro jesus christ
1: it's I'm keeping most of it but yeah i'm trying to right. cut but um so he's like hey like do you want to make money instead i'm just like oh, doing well he's just like well i have a spot open as like a bouncing position yeah pay is good you get in tips like da-da-da. if you want to try it out let me know thought nothing of it um I was doing like construction at the time, so I wasn't making much money. And at that point, I was like, you know what, fuck it. Like all I'm doing is getting trouble on the weekends. I'm not gonna make money doing it. I'm gonna yeah. be up till three a. M. On Friday, no matter what. Right. So I get there. Um, I am the smallest bouncer there. I'm five foot ten. Yeah. I mean, as far as bouncers go, as you think, you know, six foot four, six yeah. foot five, like Mondo. Yeah. Yeah. You know, huge or amount. not
0: Mondo. Mondo's small.
1: Mondo's about my height. Yeah. Mondo's about your height. Stocky shit too though.
0: Who Who is the massive island? Quinn.
1: Quinn. Quinn. That's what I was thinking right when you yeah. said Mondo. Awesome fucking dude. Love that yeah. dude. But, um, yeah, we get there, and I'm looking around like, yo, I'm the smallest one here by a landslide. Yeah. And all they have is, like, this baggy-ass, like, 3X shirt I have to wear for the night. Yeah. It's like, dude, I look like a fucking a substitute teacher right now. Like, I should not fucking be here. And then, uh, sure as shit, fuck. I overhear him, and he goes, if anything fucking happens, this isn't his first day on the job. This is a test run. If he can handle it, he can work here. And I was like, yo, like, what kind of shit yeah, goes look- on here? We're like, you, I need to be fucking, like, battle-tested right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. So, sure as shit, like, something, I mean, 2 a.m., this dude, like, breaks the mic. It's a karaoke bar. Fucking so love if,
0: that about West Second, by I the way. Like, dude, yeah. I've had so. some fucked up nights singing Get Low by <laughs> Lil Jon the Eastside Boys there. Eh? Straight up.
1: Oh, man. So, <laughs> he breaks the mic, and they go, to, they go to make him pay for it. Yeah. His card gets declined. Ooh. So, his card gets declined, and then he tries to, like, run out the fucking place, right? Yeah. So... All I hear is Eddie and he's pointing at me and he look and I see the kid and he like, he like jukes that shit props to him to spin moves. One of the fucking bouncers comes running straight to me. So I just like double leg him real quick, pick him up and I'm like bear hugging him. And I like, have him like held up in the air. Yeah. And I think as soon as I like, I was about to go to slam him down the floor. All I hear is I give up. I'm done. I'm done. I'm like, oh shit. Okay. <laughs> Ooh, you got God. me. You got like, me. You got yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. It was one of those moments. Fuck yeah. He was airborne, bro. Then, yeah. But uh, that was, yeah, it was like the very first day. and then like. It was, it was a pretty calm bar. Mostly crawls or fights, but the worst yeah. part about that kid, oh, his card got declined, so his girlfriend's like breaking up with him. She had to pay for the mic. Right. All of his friends had to leave, and it was just fucking, honestly, it was like, damn, you just took like three L's in a row, and you got embarrassed in front of all your friends. Mm-hmm. Your card got declined for $100. Mm-hmm. At you're the broke.
0: You're a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> and you're not allowed in the bar anymore. Man, That's you, rough. You didn't juke me. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm 250, pimp. You're juking nobody here. Yeah. Now, it's funny you
1: mentioned the whole, like, confidence is a bouncer kind of thing, too, because it's always, like, people don't understand. Just, I'm here dealing with drunks all night. Right. I'm upset and patient, more than likely, because of people like you. Yep. You are too many drinks deep right now. That's a you huge thing. You can hardly thing. stand up. That's a huge thing. And you think now is the time you're going to fight yeah. someone who's been sitting here, who gets paid to stop the fight. or So yeah. paid to fight. Like,
0: like, I legitimately can beat the shit out of you if you were sober, and you're fucked up right now.
1: Yeah. It's... uh.
0: Like, that's not good.
1: Napoleon Complex kicks in, and people want to, like, you know what? And there's a I'll target on down. you for
0: some reason. There's, what? like, there's like a test of masculinity to, yeah. which, if anyone's listening to this, all my millions of followers. <laughs> uh, but, like, when guys come into bars, like, bouncers love super like not like if you're like you know a big dude or something like that and a super nice dude to the bouncers and just like happy and go lucky dude you get like i remember there was this group of unr football players these white boys were fucking massive like had to be linemen or linebackers or the combination of the two yeah but they're always super nice, always looking out for us, asking us how we're doing, asking us if we want to drink, and they never waited in line. They'd yeah. skip the line every time. Oh, I'd absolutely. never charge them. They'd come in, but it's like, there's this weird, like, they try to test masculinity. Mm. Like, oh, yeah, you're the fucking bouncer? Well, like, what? You think you're bad? Like, no, I'm I'm trying to feed myself. I'm getting paid right now, you fucking idiot. Yeah, I got, yeah, like I got a kid feed, dude. Um, but my, so my first, <laughs> my first day at Imperial is hilarious, so. I bounced in a place called uh, 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 up in Arcata at, oh my God, I'm fucking drawing a blank. Where was the first bar that I, Everett's, Everett's Club. Mm -hmm. It was a small little bar. I went to Humboldt State up in Arcata. When I came back down to the city, I was working in San Francisco for a little while. I bounced in a place called Ruby Sky. So Ruby Sky is like a club in San Francisco, like a pretty highbrow club. And uh, it was just like a a couple of times, like I was just fucking around and and helping out, you know? Um, So I came down here, but I knew like the rules and the laws of, of, bouncing so when i first got in there one of the guys who was a bouncer was a fucking chippendales dancer so i'm like oh fuck like love this guy super (laughs) cool dude but i was like this guy's not a fucking bouncer Uh and then my other boy is like david david i see this fool he's like this fucking cock diesel bodybuilder looking motherfucker i'm like oh yes and i'm sure he could squabble he's he's pretty good but you know he's he's a fucking just a nice gentle giant if you would right and then uh, so I'm like, oh god, you know. There's a couple guys who I talk about. So my first day there, I'm hanging out there, and this guy gets so fucking drunk that they end up kicking him out. And so he walks out the doors, and Imperial has those two big like pieces of glass that can fold up. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah. talking about. In the front, it's probably like 40 uh-huh. feet long, almost the width of the bar. And he comes up and he hits the window and like doesn't break the window, but breaks the frame of the window. Yeah. So I just stood there because I was always taught like you never leave the bar. Once yeah. you leave the bar, you're just a human being. Inside the bar you're insured, right? Yeah. So you can do whatever you want to a human being inside the bar, right? Mm-hmm. So all the bouncers run out of the bar and I was like, "Oh fuck." Like this is just going to turn into civilians brawling in the street. Yeah. So I don't leave because I don't know these fucking guys. So I'm like poke my head out the door watching and this drunk dude's like a hit like a wet pig dude like a greased pig they just couldn't grab him and i'm just wa- <laughs> i'm just watching these guys like it's right in front of what was that bar it's right next to it, the lounge uh what's it called uh, it's it's where mondo so was, uh, was monolith. yeah, yeah monolith that's yeah. it that's what it was and uh i'm just watching this and like and quinn's standing there laughing his ass <laughs> off because they're literally like trying to grab this guy and they're like mm-hmm. falling and chasing him so finally i'm like damn this is embarrassing like mm-hmm. i can't watch this anymore So I just walked up to this fool and just fucking grabbed him and spun his fucking arm around his neck and dropped him to the ground and sat on top of him. (laughs) So like, I don't know what the hold would be called, but literally his hand is poking out. I have both my legs wrapped around his neck and I'm sitting on his shoulders and he's crisscross applesauce. Just like, like get the fuck off. It was like a modified triangle. I just like grabbed him and sat on him. And uh, this guy's, you know, like, um, he's like freaking out. Get the fuck off me. This is abuse, you know? So he's like squirming. And then uh, I'm like, man, I got to get him back. I gotta get him back to the bar, mm. so I fucking like reverse choke holding him, and I just picked him up, like was hovering him, like had his hips right here, and his mm. legs were like dangling, oh, almost like it was like a, I was holding a machine gun and like modern <laughs> modern uh, warfare, and carried him back to the bar and threw him against the brick wall, and he hit his head, and the cops come, and then the the bar manager comes out, he's like, "Nice job," he's like, "You gave me like a three dollar raise," he's like, "You want to be the lead bouncer?" Yeah. and I was like fuck yeah i was like i just gotta beat up one dude who's blacked out i was like i'm fucking down but that was a crazy time dude like when i didn't have to go to work after imperial like we would get fucked up and always find myself either at west second or a fucking tonic
1: i try to stay away from sonic honestly man i
0: i forever everyone in the world should stay away from (laughs) tonic
1: by the way you mentioned monolith so like having worked at both those bars two completely separate demographics so west second being a karaoke bar it's like a lot of old-timers a lot of -of Mm out-of-towners and they have like a huge like loyal customers that come through all the time yeah yeah monolith was just the shit show of colleges right west second in the entire like five years i worked on and off maybe gotten six fights like all together no more than that for sure yeah monolith we were getting in two or three fights a night oh yeah because it's all college kids and Imperials, it's, once a night. It turned me into a dick. and maybe quit bouncing altogether, actually, yeah. after after Monolith. I was like, dude, I can't do this. Like, You know what I, I do love, love about it, though? Town.
0: I don't get fucked up at bars anymore. Because uh-huh. I just know, I'm like, I do not want to be that guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because you yeah. see him, and you're like, oh, my God, here we oh, go. man you guys but,
1: falling asleep in the corner of the room and yep. all that good stuff. Oh,
0: dude, just, like, dancing and just, like, spilling their drink nonchalantly. Oh, and I'm like, oh, my God, crazy.
1: Yeah, RIP, RIP and Monolith, man. Monolith is a crazy Dude, fucking yeah. like six month journey me and mondo went on together
0: so now that we've gotten out that we used to fucking get drunk and beat up frat boys <laughs> you're at a pretty <laughs> you're at a definitely uh, not what, definitely not <laughs> definitely not what we came on this podcast no, to talk no, about no. um but you're in a pretty drastically different place in your life now
1: uh f- yeah i mean complete i feel like it, yeah, complete 180. I, I would say play. that's a
0: pretty aggressive 180. I mm-hmm. watched your uh, I watched your interview on YouTube, which was killer. By the oh, way, thanks man, I appreciate that. Um, just to kind of sit there and you know, like I don't know. I feel like a lot of people don't want to talk about the adversities that they go through because mm-hmm. some people will kind of like send back some hate. Like it's almost like a pity party. But mm-hmm. you were just you were super transparent, and a lot of the stuff that even you said I can relate with, and I know mm-hmm. a lot of people can relate with. You know yeah. what I mean? And Um, I was talking to a I was talking to a friend of mine who was on this podcast and we're We were talking about like uh, uh, women and things like that. But there's like this fear of adversity, like we try to hide adversity, you know, like everyone's Instagram is happy and traveling and smiles and babies and pictures and parties and stuff like that. But what you spit on that interview on YouTube was real as fuck, you know, like those adversities that you go through on a day to day basis. And then also that some of those adversities didn't pull you out completely. Like you came yeah, out and then I went mean, back in. I mean,
1: yeah, absolutely.
0: You know, like you started off as soon as you were, you said you were 17 uh, when, uh, was it your brother?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Your
0: okay. brother passed. Uh-huh. So, I mean, I don't know how far into you you want to get into, you know, I know you want to talk about, uh, um, uh, Um, what you got going on apparel wise and everything like that.
1: Um, I I think it all interconnects. I was going to say, yeah, I feel like, I feel like
0: you as a human being are the brand. That's what it seems like you're trying to sell, right?
1: Uh, I'm So more or less. Yes. I mean, I think just more or less the facing the obstacles, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? So with that whole interview too, the whole point of it was to be as transparent as possible. Yeah. Um, I was always taught, you know, the people who are scared of transparency always have something to hide. Correct. So, you know, I'm not embarrassed by my past. I know exactly who I was. I know exactly what I did. Mm-hmm. Not exactly proud of it, but regardless, it's a part of my story. Right. Um, so that was the reason we went so in-depth that time. But, uh, yeah, so basically what happened at 17 kind of just jump-started the whole downward spiral for me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I went through quite a bit then.
0: So when you're 17, if you don't mind me asking, you said your brother passed. Yeah. When you said it, it sounded like. Did he take his own life?
1: Yeah, he did. Um, So he was dealing with like a lot of mental stuff. Yeah. So um, that you know, seeing your older brother, you know, your hero. uh, I didn't have a dad growing up. How much older? uh, Two years.
0: Oh, so he was like, he was your guy.
1: Yeah, we were close, really close, like our entire childhood. Like, uh, not to take away from how close me and my younger brothers are, love them to absolute death. But I think like just growing up, we were so close in age, we were just yeah, not your guy, hanging out all the time. Yeah, your dude. Yeah, yeah, your older brother. He'd get into things or start trying things or doing stuff, and I'd start doing them too. You know, mm-hmm. whether it was good or bad, it was always kind of like I looked up to him. You know, it's your big brother. You know, always oh, you just want to, you know, be your friend. So yeah. yeah, yeah, really close. And then um, it's one of the reasons I actually we're trying to focus so much on like mental health awareness as well with our brand.
0: Yeah, I just heard you talking about that in that interview. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
0: what was that like for you, mental health wise?
1: Um, I think at that age, I just really didn't know how to deal with it because yeah. up until that point in my life, um. Obviously I had like kind of a rougher childhood, but nothing to that extent right. where it was just like absence, you know, yeah. from that point. So I think I handled it, um, terribly, terribly. Yeah. yeah. Shit, for lack of a Another better word. word like I mean, um, just moving forward from that was pretty hard. I kind of denied it for a really long time and, um, kind of just went into, as opposed to being sad, kind of just started drinking, you know, just drinking, using drugs, all that shit and just Numb dove it into out. it yeah. super, super heavy and just never really came to terms with it. So it felt like almost as long as I was drunk, I didn't have to. Now, it. were
0: you like seventeen years old, like a regular seventeen-year-old drinking, and then after that, you went into excess, or did you pick up drinking after
1: that happened? Oh shit! I mean, drinking for me probably started at like fourteen. Realistically. Right? Okay. Yeah. yeah but you're
0: so not. But you're being a fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, yeah, yeah, seventeen-year-old yeah. kid know, drinking,
1: just like kickbacks and stuff like that as we kids growing up. Yeah. But I think it only became a problem after that. And I think, I mean, that that same night. That very same night, like in front of my mom and everything, I went to the kitchen, grabbed a bottle of liquor, and it was like E&J. Oh. Yeah, it's disgusting shit. (laughs) Oh, I've had some, hey,
0: I've had some good times off E&J, though. (laughs) some good nights, you know what I'm saying?
1: (laughs) Absolutely. Um, Went, grabbed it, and just like half a bottle, like just necked it all straight and just sat it down. And looking back on that, you know, at 17, necking fucking cognac straight, and then just like Ugh, shaking it yeah, off, and, that's rough. All right, hopefully I can go to bed now. Yeah, <laughs> that stands out to me so much because, like in hindsight, like that's probably one of the worst things I can absolutely do. Yeah, you know, it's just yeah, uh, it's a huge I'm, downer. I'm depressed, so I'm just gonna drink until I forget about it. Mm-hmm. Which you know, it doesn't solve the question by any chance. It doesn't solve any of your problems, but it does hide the question for a little bit. You know, postpones having to deal with that
0: until you wake up like that next morning, hungover.
1: Yeah, hungover and still sad.
0: Because when I wake up and I get, if I wake up like brutally hung over mm. I'll have like those small moments it's not like a panic attack but you have like those epiphany moments when you're I mean when you're super hung over like what am I doing with my life you know what oh, I mean like god. I gotta switch it around I gotta quit my job I'm not being a good dad and yada 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 oh, and it's like
1: yeah absolutely it like waking up dehydrated still kind of drunk get up look around pray to god you didn't fucking max your card out that night or spend it you know, your money for the week mm-hmm. on a Friday or Saturday night yeah absolutely I mean i uh, I don't miss it whatsoever. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Were you into fitness at seventeen?
1: Uh, on and off. Yeah. I think uh, I wrestled in high school, That I was keeping me out of trouble for a long time. Yeah. Um, Try to stay as active as possible. But then after graduation, um, not whatsoever. I mean, not for a while. Um, went. It, it's funny actually how I got into fitness, and it was to quit drinking. Really. So yeah. So I actually got my first little bit of sobriety because I actually got convicted. Of uh, some stupid shit as a 18 year old.
0: So, so I was gonna say, so you're 17 and you're pushing hard of mm-hmm. kind of trying to numb out the pain, and then yeah, yeah. what happens when you're 18?
1: So 18, uh, it's like two weeks after my 18th birthday. Mm-hmm. So blackout. Um, as I was walking home, I started going into cars, um,
0: breaking into cars. Yeah, 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 Fuck. yeah, I mean, I wish I could say it, I haven't done all that. Those
1: kids, you know, heard about. I knew a bunch of kids from my high school doing the same exact thing, um, but. I have no rec- – I remember hiding underneath a truck. and then Oh, because you cops- got blurped. A cop yeah, rolled on you. seeing cops drive by back and forth. And in my head, I'm thinking like, oh, I know it's for me. I know it's for me. But that's really all I remember from that night. Really? But Actually, no, I take that back. I remember sitting on the sidewalk and a cop pulling up. And I didn't try to run. didn't try to do anything. Yeah. And I just started saying, it was me. It was me. It was me. And he's just looking at me and he goes, oh, there's a confession. You know, throws me in the back of the car. And I think just sitting in the back of that car, I think I was just more, like, I felt guilty for what I'd done right. immediately. Like, right. immediate remorse. Like, the fuck am I doing? Like, you no, know, me having a bad day or bad night or bad couple of months or whatever, there's no excuse to start fucking other people over. You right, know, right. Breaking my cars, energy, Turning into a criminal. Yeah, making it worse, you know, by all means. Um, Honestly, like, hindsight looks like. probably cry for help honestly huge cry for help yeah Yeah.
0: you're trying to escape you know what I see a lot is um you know I was really excited to have you on here because I love working with youth especially at-risk youth and uh you know like there's that trying to escape yeah like you are you not that you're in a great place but you're a good human being you know what I mean you're a good human being then something traumatic happened to you and they're your mind is so strong. Sometimes you start to think like maybe I'm not a good human being, you yeah. know, cause this is happening to me no, and I feel absolutely. this way. And then all of a sudden you start to do things to kind of put yourself in the shoes that your mind is trying to put you in. And, yeah. and then all of a sudden it's like, what the fuck? This isn't me. Yeah. yeah. No, what it am was, I doing? It was,
1: it was such a fucking wake up call. And Huge then, cry for help. Um, completed like this. So the officer was like, Hey, you're either going to go to jail mm-hmm. for a long time or you can do this program that has a 50% failure rate. And you'll be home in six months. Like, what do you want to do? Damn, would you go to
0: SUDS? God uh, damn, is it no, military? Uh, the
1: fuck? Basically, it was a, it was like a military boot camp for adults. It was like, first oh, time, for real? First time nonviolent offenders. Um, oh, okay. It was like a second chance kind of thing. Just yeah, like, yeah. We think you're a good kid who just fucked up. You can go to this program. Yeah. Um, this is your third or fourth case, like nah, you're you're going to fucking jail. Shit. Yeah, luckily fucking um, major
0: Payne was there and shit.
1: Dude, <laughs> fucking worse, man. Those drill sergeants are fucking nuts. Wait, <laughs>
0: so it is military or it's like it's military?
1: Marine and army base like boot camp. Whoa. Basically. Dude. So it's like basic training for six months almost. It's you every six months? Yeah. It's Did you like, just come back in like rock star in, yeah. shape? No. Well, I went in at 220 and I came home at 160. Damn. They had us doing some like.
0: You're at a fucking Holocaust camp, bro. bro. They're starving (laughs) your ass.
1: More or less. But the first two weeks, you don't eat shit. Really? (laughs) No, like you get like in. um, It's in um, Las Vegas or right outside Las Vegas. So it's like 108 fucking degrees every day. Mm -hmm. You have like force feed yourself water, like a quart of water with every meal. I can't do that shit now. Right. But very fucking little food. You work all fucking day long. It's like fucking holes, except yeah, you're literally digging fucking holes and shit, digging dirt and like building and like all landscaping work, like the worst great. landscaping work imaginable, for eight hours a fucking day. Fucking great movie. Then shout out, shout out. You above. get like five hundred calories for dinner. Go to bed. Wake up. We're gonna run eight fucking miles this morning, and then because asshole over here didn't make his bed correctly, every single one of you guys get in your face, put the position. We're going to spend 45 minutes doing this shit, like literally right. puddles of fucking sweat on the floor. That's like two or three times a day every day, right. which is fucking terrible. I feel
0: like someone who would just listen to that description that you just gave, like would think that that would drive you fucking crazy.
1: Dude, it's a 50% failure rate. 50% I mean, failure it's, rate. it's, the way I was looking at it is like, dude, my life is on the line here. Like if I fail this, I become a felon. Right. The thing about this program is you can quit at any time. Because when you quit, you're going back to prison. Going you're going p- to jail.
0: Right. So right. yeah, if
1: you don't want to be here, you don't have to. We can't make you do a thing. So do you but think either get with the program or go to prison?
0: Did you think it was a good program?
1: Absolutely. Really? Day. Yeah. Um, for me, at least, um, I had kind of a mindset switch early on in the program. Okay. I just remember hearing people saying like "fake it till you make it," this, this, and that, da 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 da. And to me, that just sounded fucking horrible. It's just like, why the fuck am I going to fake it so I make it? Like, yeah. if I spend the next six months faking shit. And not working on myself and not growing, I'm gonna walk out of here the same kid who walked in, and that yeah. kid was not in a good fucking place. Yeah. So I really did try to work on myself as much as possible in the six months. Like I'm just gonna, I'm losing the six months if I don't come out better. You know right. what I'm saying? Like I'm just gonna make the most of my time here and actually come back because I had a kid on the way. You know? Yeah. So. Oh wow. Yeah, I came back. I think a month before my daughter was born.
0: So you had your you had your daughter at 18.
1: Yeah. Oh, 19. It 19. Was, right
0: when you get into 19,
1: it was like. August 27th. So, like, literally the same month I turned 19. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah.
0: So, how old are you now? 27. You got a little, you got an 8-year-old running around. I got an
1: 8-year-old and a 7-year-old.
0: Oh, yeah, shit. You went back to back. In,
1: yeah. That's a very
0: Mexican there. thing of you to do. Dude,
1: yeah. We're fertile as fuck. <laughs> like, wow, man. I guess. All those, like, stereotypical jokes, like, pregnant at the quinceanera. Like, yeah, dude, that should happen. That should happen <laughs> dude. Like, all my homies, I'm sitting stereotype. there, I'm like,
0: man, like, yeah. your mom is fucking an efficient machine.
1: <laughs> Yo just killing it like my no disrespect kids, man. Yeah. yeah that's mom wild Ta- kids. i think my grandma had like 11 brothers and sisters just fucking taking care yeah. of all of them well they didn't have cable back then you know what i'm saying so yeah. they have nothing else to do yeah fuck it
0: <laughs> yeah no cable you trying to fuck what's the yeah, deal pretty much man. that's crazy so that's that's a that's that's interesting that i that you say that uh it was it was a big mindset change for you you know? Yeah,
1: absolutely. So, oh, back well, shit. We went off on a tangent, but uh, back to why I started like getting into fitness. Like, first and f- uh, first of all, because when I got back, like all my friends were all nineteen years old. You know, nineteen years old, first year of college. Yeah, they're not sober by any fucking means. The yeah. Oh, names. that's right, huh? So, I didn't think about that. Yeah. So it's like You're fucking my- <laughs> coming into the worst setting <laughs> yeah, ever. Man, yeah. Come back home, and all my friends want to hang out with me, and like, I'm for the first time since I was like fucking 14, I'm like seven months sober. Yeah. And uh, they all want to go out and hang out. I, didn't, I went out a couple times here and there. You know, I definitely went to like a couple shows and shit sober, and it was fun. But I just remember thinking, like, yo, I got to find a way to figure out how to spend my Fridays and Saturdays. It's yep. not going to get me in fucking trouble. You yeah. Know? Like I have a kid now. I have more responsibilities. Like, what can I do productively? And at that point, like, I'd already lost like I think like more than forty pounds at that point from fucking boot camp. So I was just like, I'm just going to keep on going with this. Like, this is fun. This has been cool. I didn't know much about it and it's kind of like there's something new to to learn, Uh, help with stress, help with anger management, all that stuff. And, you know, it was just really kind of like my personal little escape. Like I'd work all day, go to the gym, come home to the family, Uh, really didn't want anything else. So it was really just like a way to keep me out of trouble and a way to stay productively working on myself as opposed to killing time at a bar, you know, in some frat kid's basement at 19, obviously. Yeah, that must have been. parties or gym.
0: That must have been strange. Like, uh, you know, 19 child sober yeah <laughs> almost a complete polar opposite of what a vast majority of 19 year olds lives are yeah pretty much kids are getting pretty blacked much. out in the dorm yeah and you know what i mean putting first their fingers college, and putting no their fingers in weird places yeah that's crazy so that's what kind of got you into fitness to yeah, how to spend um, your fridays and saturday nights now what fitness did you go to first
1: i was at 24 hour fitness for like five years i think
0: so you went there. to lifting you went to lifting yeah, first. So, yeah oh yeah
1: um, immediately went to lifting first and foremost like uh it's kind of just bodybuilding for a little bit. Then it's kind of funny because my younger brother followed suit immediately. As soon as I got a gym membership, he did. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were always, when I got out, we were like super close in size and weight. So we yeah. started working out and it was always just like super friendly competition. We've always developed been super supportive of each other. Mm-hmm. But then it got like that little brother ego, like I'm going to lift heavier weights than you are. And my big brother ego, like no, no fuck you're it. not. Yeah, yeah. So, us bodybuilding together turned into us powerlifting together because we we're just trying to, you know, yeah. see who has the bigger dick at this point. Trying to move somebody so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> shit. Yeah. So it turned into that for a long, long time. And then yeah, stay with it for a really long time. And then mm. um
0: It looks like are you're into like martial arts now? Yeah, yeah. Is that yeah. what's going um, on now?
1: Started doing jujitsu, actually. That's probably the like main reason I stopped powerlifting. Yeah. Um, just you know, it's pretty
0: So how long have you been doing jujitsu? About
1: so it's been about a year since I started, but altogether, maybe like eight months. Wow. Uh, switched gyms twice and then plus COVID, shut everything down for like two and a half, three months almost. Yep, fuck. So that. took that break. Um, at this point just got my got told I'm getting promoted to a blue belt. So nice. the gym I'm at now like promotes differently. Most gyms like they just end a practice like oh, also announcement real quick, Someone says a blue belt, but like Gracie, they have like ceremonies where oh, sure. Gracie like personally comes and gives you the blue belt or whatever. Who's so. Gracie? Uh, I should know the answer to this. Great, is that is that a that person? That yeah.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. I don't know. Is a gym or something? That's a that's that's. Yeah, getting a belt is like a. How do the belts work? I don't know fucking so shit it's like about jujitsu. White,
1: blue, purple, brown, and then black, and like no, it takes like eight years or something to get a brown belt, like extended like amount of time.
0: Yeah, I listen to like Joe Rogan podcast, and they talk about like like some of the high elite mm. uh, fighters are only like. Brown belts or purple belts. Yeah, that's you know. still
1: like seven years. I mean, yeah, like yeah. The, that's wild. The earliest I've heard of someone getting one, I think, is like five years. I mean, the purple belts I know who are about our age. Yeah. Have been training since they were like fourteen and shit yeah. like that. You know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? So and they're just like they're pretty good. Like they spent like a year or two at least at Purple Belt. I know there is like time restrictions or like time minimums you have to meet in order to meet that criteria. And at yeah. that point, once you meet that time criteria, it's up to your coach to see if you're, you know they think you're adequate enough to be labelled that. So
0: so you've been doing jujitsu for about a year?
1: Uh, closer to eight months, I'd say. Right. Yeah. Okay.
0: So eight months. How long have you been doing your clothing line?
1: Little a little over a year, actually. A little over a year? Yeah, so you
0: started good. the clothing line before you went to
1: yeah, jujitsu. Yeah. So um it was something I always I just absolutely always wanted to do. And um clothing? Yeah. Okay. So I always wanted to do it. I talked about it for the longest fucking time. I'm sure my friends got sick of it. And then Started it as, it was like, originally we called it BGP. It was like Build, Grind, Prosper or something like that. Mm Because I just wanted to make something um kind of represents me and like my friends' lifestyles at that point. Me and my friends would always talk about it as well. We're spending six, seven hours minimum at the gym a week. Why are we not getting paid for this? Why have we not monetized this? Yeah, yeah. And just like seeing other fitness brands take off, like uh vq fit for example i mean i was following them years ago when they had like 800 followers or something like that now they one of like the leading people in the industry really yeah so okay. seeing them take off so you're of seeing that. people pop yeah, yeah yeah seeing people like actually this is their passion and they're getting mm-hmm. paid for it you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying if that's not the american dream i don't know what it is right you now right. you're doing what you love and you're feeding your family doing it like, fuck yeah. fucking goals as fuck right there you know Yeah. so started it um after I started it actually, that's when one of my good friends actually passed away, uh, Case Collins. So Tanner. Um, but what made me how really were, start... how old were you when he passed away? Uh shit. I think we were either twenty-one or twenty two, roughly. Actually, Fuck. Know, older than that. Maybe twenty-four.
0: And was he like close with you in, in your in working out or like how no, how were no, you? No. Guys... So
1: met Case back in middle school actually. Oh, um, so you
0: old time friends?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we we're always we were never closest like when we were younger and mm-hmm. it was when, it wasn't until we got older until we got like a little more close, um, but when we were younger we all just knew of each other. Uh, that jerk phenomenon thing actually was going on for a while when we were like, like middle you're school. You're a jerk. Freshman. I know. Yeah. 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 Hell yeah. <laughs> so uh, my best friend Oliver actually was like doing his own like little jerk team or whatever. Yeah. And I was always there for moral support because I couldn't dance. Yeah, in the background. <laughs> wah, yeah. Wah, exactly. Womp womp womp. You're a jerk. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck I was doing there, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, you were bit. You're a bigger
0: on. though, weren't you at the time? Yeah, you were a bigger... Yeah. yeah. Like, my fat ass, I look stupid as fuck if I'm doing the jerk. People look like I... It I looks like... like, three pairs of pants, man. Oh, easy. <laughs> easy. I can't go down that low. Yeah. No, I hear yeah. you. I hear you. But I'm supportive, just like yeah. you. I like it. I like it.
1: Yeah, so we met that way. Like, um, that was, like, the first time I ever met him. And then after that, like, flash forward to high school. Um, had a lot of friends who went to North Valleys. Like, come towards, like, the end of my junior year, senior year. Because I was talking to some girl who went there. Mm-hmm. So we all started like partying together in high school here and there randomly. And then that's actually how I met all those kids in the Valley shot. All of them um, is through like Troy, uh, JB, all those guys, still people I talked to all the time today, but I just got closer and closer and then started listening to his music. And every time I saw him, I'm just like, yo, like that last shit you fucking dropped was absolutely insane. I mean, yeah. like, when we were 17, 18. I was just like, this man is fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Like, this guy is so fucking good. And it was funny. Cause like, Back then, like, me and Oliver actually were, like, rapping here and there, like, just fucking around with it. And I was just like, yo, like, these kids are fucking good. Like, yeah. They're fucking great. And as we got older, you know, just mainly it was, like, music that brought us together. But every time we saw each other, it was always just super fucking positive, super mm-hmm. fucking encouraging. Yeah. Most humble fucking cat you'll ever meet. Like, just – and he always had a new fucking verse he wanted to show you, dude. He spit his verse – and after like five minutes of spitting he'd stop yeah. and he goes, yeah, the last part of that was just freestyle. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's not a verse, bro. That was yeah. a fucking song. No,
1: exactly. Yeah, like after like three minutes, he'd like cut it out and just like, how much, just the first 16? Yeah. Like, what? Goddamn, dude. What like, okay, cool. Wild, yeah, that's dope. So yeah, okay. it was, um, that. And then got closer with that whole group of kids. Um, like, it was, it was kind of funny. Like, all of our McQueen friends, mm-hmm. all of our North Valley's friends all just started like hanging out together more often. And then, yeah, we just see each other every once in a while, and then ended up living pretty close together. I think it was uh, Vizcaya. Mm -hmm. So I'd see him here and there, and um, it was one time I was talking, we were at like a barbecue or some shit like that, and we are all talking about like doing music and this, this, and that, and I started talking to a very, very drunk Troy and a very, very drunk couple other people, and then they were kind of like shooting me the fuck down. Like, I was talking, like, yo, like, I'd love to show you guys this, this, and that, and Kinda of just got shut down. I was like, what the Ooh, fuck the haters. Like, yeah, dude. Like- Troy, you bitch. You <laughs> no. bitch, Troy. His birthday, man. He's drunk. As you fuck, know he's man. gonna he listen did. to this too.
0: You <laughs> fucking asshole, Troy.
1: I give a shit about all the time. But uh, Case actually like pulled me aside, and we were just sitting there talking, smoking a cigarette together. And then he's just like, "Yo, if you love doing this, fuck what they think, dude." He's just like, "Yeah, running." He goes, "You know what's worse than not making music?" I'm just like, "What?" He's just like growing up being forty and hearing someone else like rap a song you could've made or rap a concept you had or someone steal your idea, he goes, You'll never fucking know if you don't try. Right. So to me, it was like really just like a like chase your fucking passion kind of thing. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like even if you never make it, what the fuck is wrong with doing something that makes you happy? Yeah, give it a shot. Yeah. And it was kind of just like a why not moment, you know? Yeah. So it's just like dude like, I, I put right, a
0: cool. I put a post up not too long ago and I've just been I've been seeing a little bit more in my circle of friends of like People trying to start things, mm-hmm. you know, whether it be modeling or like a podcast or a clothing yeah. line or something like that or music or whatever the case may be. And like I've been seeing a lot of people like reposting each other's stuff. And I fucking love that shit because it's like, you know, like a lot of the things are going to fail. Yeah. You know, like I've failed on tons and tons of endeavors, mm-hmm. but, you know, like lifting people up and pushing people like that could push someone over the edge to yeah. do something great.
1: Absolutely. You know,
0: the conversation on the back deck over a fucking cigarette can yeah. be like obviously years later in the back of your head you know what i
1: mean yeah yeah so like we started doing it or whatever and then i think honestly like i lost momentum doing it mm-hmm. and then he passed and i remember just it was kind of it was pretty fucking devastating especially because like every time i saw him in tone uh, shout tone um i'd always be like dude like these guys are so fucking great like it's so inspiring yeah. seeing them chase what the fuck they're great at and yeah. keep going and keep going and it was just mad inspiring. So that to me, like someone who inspired me passed, mm-hmm. and I just remember like going home and for like a week straight just playing nothing but their music, and that line just stuck out to me. It was till the vans run dry, and to me that immediately transferred into perseverance. Like, so this is
0: how this is how you got the title of your clothing uh, line. Yeah,
1: it's from yeah from Chase from a case Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. So I heard that and it just stuck with me. And I remember too, like I wanted to do it again, but. I think I Googled, like, the uh, patents on names or whatever, and there was one that was, like, super fucking similar. I was just like, God, like, they, like, reorganized, like, the two words. Like, all I did was, like, change two words around it, like, from what they already had going. Right. It was, like, some fitness brand in, like, Minnesota or, like, um, it's super far. But it was like, if this ever blows up, like, I want it to. Yeah, yeah. We're going to have some legal trouble. Uh-huh. And then just heard that, and that just meant everything to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, perseverance and, like, I'm never going to fucking quit. Like, till my dying fucking day, I'm going to keep going keep yeah. dream chasing. Or at least live the way I want to. Right You know what I'm saying? So that's where the name came from. And then it just tied in so personally with me because, like, everything else, like, I'd been going through at that time Mm -hmm. up until that point in my life. And I just decided I'm going to fucking run with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is who I am. This is what I want to do. This is how I'm going to do it. You know, at that point, I just kind of had the game plan. And then we really started kind of taking off. So... It was from nonstop from there. That's a
0: dope mentality, dude. I feel like a lot of people get bogged down by the fucking haters of being Mm. optimistic. Yeah. You know, like there's people who are like, I'm going to fucking do this. You know, if if you're sitting in a group of people, and I fucking hate these people, by the way. When you're sitting in a group of people and you're like, man, you know, I got the till the veins runs dry going and I'm going to fucking do this until... I have no blood in my veins. Like Mm. I'm going to persevere. I'm going to Ruth. I'm going to be on a ruthless pursuit for progress Mm. and I'm going to continuously knock on the door of success and I'll take the failures on the chin and I'll keep pushing and I'll keep pushing. Mm. And if you were to say that in a circle, there's at least a couple people that are like,
1: Oh, Oh, quiet
0: down. Like Mm. what the fuck Eddie? You know what I mean? And it's like, it's weird that, that's obnoxious mm-hmm. to some people, which is crazy. Like getting knocked because my passion level mm-hmm. is more outgoing and louder than yours. Yeah, You know what I mean? It's, oh, absolutely. it's very strange to me.
1: I think it's, I don't know if it's a insecurity thing. I really don't know. It, ha, it has like, to be. It has is, to be. I relate to everything. I really like by, through empathy. Mm-hmm. Like I'm really, really good at putting myself in someone else's shoes. Yeah. And I know this is early on too. Cause like if one of my friends are sad. I'm fucking sad. Right. If one of them are motivated. I'm fucking motivated yeah so it's like I've never been able to like to relate to that when people are sitting here like preaching positivity or growth or like you know you can do it isn't whatever the fuck you want to call it and someone else is just knocking their fucking eyes down I'm like dude like Get your ass out of here and go be miserable. Though, yeah. Bro. Like, sorry. Like, enjoy your data input job for the rest of your fucking life. I'm yeah. Big facts. I like, don't want to work a nine to five forever. Yeah. You know?
0: Big facts. Like, fuck those people. <laughs> big facts. <laughs> true, you, you know, they bring up. a lot of people down, and, like, especially in a world today when like the amount of opportunity with technology and, and, you know, there's obviously downfalls to it, but with social media and different platforms and things like that, like the way you can network and the way you can build it, your own brand, something that's yeah. your own, is light years ahead of anything that we've ever seen in, in years past. Oh, absolutely. And like the way like, like the way that you were speaking on your interview on YouTube, mm-hmm. those things carry over into your everyday life. Like I know when I'm in, I know when I have been in the best shape of my life and I've been hungriest to, to for progress is usually when my mental health is at its highest. Mm-hmm. I'm the best dad that I've been. I'm the best at my job. You know what I mean? Like yeah. these things trickle and spill over. Into your life, you know yeah, what I mean, so, yeah. and it's like, and it's fun. It's funny to me, like when uh that people try to drown that out, like don't yeah. don't want to hear it. Like, damn, like that's dope that you're down with complacency. You know, like yeah, yeah. L- you live <laughs> yes. your life, you live your life, yeah, and I got nothing wrong with that. But don't hate on me because I'm not down to wake up the same person yeah. I was yesterday.
1: That's that's so insane to me, honestly. Like, um so I mean, I literally have prolific tattoos on the side of my head, and it's I 100 believe in it. So. By definition, prolific is basically growing as like a tree would. you know, mm-hmm. as long as I have sustenance, as long as I have light water, whatever I need to keep going, I'm going to keep on fucking growing. You know what I'm saying? A yeah. tree doesn't fucking for one of the next decide like, you know what? Got a couple thousand leaves. This is good. I got some shade. People can fuck with me, you know, coming to do like mm-hmm. whatever. I'm going to stop. I've done enough. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Why? For yeah. What? It's you weird. Nev- you'll never know who you can be if you do not keep growing. You know it's
0: got to be the insecurities. You know what I mean? It's got to be.
1: I think so. I think it's maybe like the fear of failure.
0: That's huge too. You know, oh man, I'm so glad that you just said fear of failure because it's so, with everything that's going on in the world, you know, on a collection of things, whether it be political or whether it be a BLM movement or whether it be, you know, the different other people of, who are activists fighting for rights, whether it be mm. women or LG, LGBTQA, yeah. whatever it is. I, I know I love those people, but sometimes I fuck those letters up. But anyways, <laughs> um, you know, like, and and it's like, it's, it's very strange, like we have this, it seems like the narrative is we want this world where everyone is comfortable, mm-hmm. everyone is treated the same, yeah. and everyone has an equal chance to succeed, yeah. which is, when I say it, my heart is in the right place, Absolutely. but some of the best and brightest and smartest people that I've ever met have been hardened through adversity. Yeah. absolutely. You know, have hit rock bottom and have hit the lows and even at their great times, you know, have hit their lows and when they're being treated unfairly, which they shouldn't have or been put in a situation that they shouldn't have been in that they failed Mm -hmm. or, you know, like were mistreated or whatever the case may be. If it's social injustice, whether it be violence, whether it be domestic violence or whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, most people will learn the most about themselves in those moments. Yeah. You know, and then they will use those moments in the future to relate back to and remember where life can be and how far we have come. And if you eliminate that, if you eliminate people getting out of their comfort zone and feeling the pressure and failing and and going through dark times, you're going to have less of those battle-tested people. And then when true adversity comes to your door, like my dad would always say, and I could fucking, I can hear him when I say like, When you get out in the real world, and I'm like, shut the fuck (laughs) up. You know what I mean? But now that I'm out in the real world, like, you know, like, uh, I was pretty battle test when I was young. But there's people like, they don't give a fuck about you. I don't fucking care what you're going through. Uh Like, like, uh, they don't. Like, I literally just my fucking car just broke down. And the insurance is like, yeah, lack of maintenance. Don't give a fuck. $11,000 to change your engine. We're not going to pay for that rental car. I know you have a kid. I really don't give a shit. Like, figure it out. See you later. Yeah. And I'm sitting in Carmax, like, fuck, <laughs> you know. But it's like life could be worse. Life has yeah. been worse, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's just a short chapter, but it's just weird. Like this, the, I think the fear of failure pushes people to put down mm-hmm. those who are not scared to run head on into the risk of yeah. failing. You know, like starting your own clothing line. Yeah. There's a big risk
1: that that shit will fail. With with handling failure, there's like a, there's a catch twenty two. I always tell myself. And it's so before I say this, I'm not sad by any means the word. Like I'm yeah. I'm happy as fuck every single day of my life. Yeah. It's, it's taking a lot of practice, but we're there. But the thing my mentor actually told me is just like every single day you need to wake up and think this is the worst day of my life. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, why would I do that? That's aggressive. And he goes, Yeah, it's what I'm saying. It's aggressive. <laughs> yeah, completely opposite, right? It's being happy and smiling. <laughs> Chill out, and you know, know. I was kinda sitting here, he's like, i tell you why. And it's like he goes, Every single day, you're gonna fail at something. Mm-hmm. You're gonna you know, nothing's gonna go your way, whatever the case may be, he goes, but as long as you're learning from that yeah. you are more well equipped to handle that in the future mm-hmm. so you're growing every single day so no other day is ever going to be as bad as today so the only way to go forward or the only way to go is forward yeah you know what i'm saying so you're always growing you're always getting better those same adversities were not going to affect you as deeply as they did the last time you met them yeah you know what i'm saying yeah just like your second heartbreak is not going to be as you know bad as your first heartbreak that Correct. first Middle school crush to Ooh. break your heart. Oh my god, I thought I was never gonna fall in love again. Well, fuck you but, up. Yeah, you know, here we are, like 17 heartbreaks mm-hmm. later. No, I'm kidding, not that. 17 much 30 sure. like 35 minutes. heartbreaks yeah. later. You know
0: who you are. I got banned from Tinder because I was breaking hearts.
1: That's my crazy. Middle school crush is listening to this. Fuck you. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, fuck you, middle school crush. But I I don't say fuck you. I love you, Caitlin Dunaway. <laughs> <laughs> Oh I hope shit! That's a real name. <laughs> that's a real fucking name. That is anyone who listens to this podcast. That is real, they will be like, if right when you were like middle school breakup. I bet you anyone who knows me is like Caitlin Dunaway. Oh look man, they know. <laughs> they fucking know. Oh man, but yeah, it is. It is. It is wild. So so you decided to to take the leap, and then yeah. So this is before fitness. So how how did you like how did you take off with it? You know what I mean? Like, um, was you, were you solo?
1: Had a partner at first. Okay. Whose name shall be redacted. Because, you know. What is the name? Re- her name's going to be redacted for this story. <laughs> oh,
0: oh. Shall be- <laughs>
1: uh, Had a falling out with a couple of people. I just, that heartbreak. I heart can't breaks. tell the story without throwing shade. Right, you know, right. Some, some shitty things happened. Cool. That's, the blame's not on anyone. Life, you know, life happens. Life so happens. I'm not going to throw shade on them. Hope they're doing well. Hope they, you know, do what's best for themselves. Beautiful. But um, as far as even from the get go, like things started off strong. Um, going into jiu-jitsu, immediately met a couple people who we now sponsor actually, who were chasing their dreams as well, Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I met uh, people like Joey, Brady, Paolo, Autumn, Los, Cam. Um, those are the first people I met, really like got along with in jiu-jitsu. Mm-hmm. So at that point, watching these guys chase their dreams inspired me so much fucking more to keep chasing mine. You know what yeah. I'm saying? For me at that time, jiu-jitsu was just like a hobby. Like I wrestled a lot in high school, this is similar in a sense, but it was just such a refreshing feelings. So that's why I dove into it. But these so, guys were like next level. I'm gonna be a fucking pro fighter, yeah. and I'm working harder than everybody in this room to make sure I get there.
0: When you started, were you planning on having your clothing line almost partnered with these fighters? No, or not it at just all. it not just whatsoever. that was a good party to be around. You wanted to yeah, be around those just, people.
1: They had very very similar mindsets, like from the get go, like from Hell day yeah. one. These guys were monsters, but humble. You know yeah. And like they were always willing to teach and always willing to help. Yeah, uh, like Joey Brady and Pablo specifically. I roll with them a lot because they're all like my same weight. I feel like those people that
0: you just them named them. started following me really? on Instagram or something. Like the second that we messaged, uh-huh. like five people follow me who are in martial arts.
1: Oh, nice! Yeah, and nice I was like, probably, okay, yeah. what's yeah, up, gang? Yeah. What's up, squad? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those are the guys, man. That right. was super supportive. Okay, um, so yeah, we like kind of partnered with them and started pushing it. And then I have a lot of friends Who do music as well. Um, all right, true, where Yeah, so. The whole concept you know i don't want it to be specific to one demographic like just fighters or just athletes i want to be you know people artists. everyone yeah, yeah you know, people. Like everyone has a dream like you know so i kind of changed it from being like an athletic brand to this is for the people who are passionate about whatever the fuck it is they do you know yeah. what i'm saying this is just the reminder that bad shit is going to happen but we got to keep fucking working you know what i'm saying yeah so the fighting just came naturally because of it, because that's who I was around and involved with, as well as like the weightlifting. You know, right. Oliver and my little brother um, both have state records right now, I believe, for powerlifting. Oh, shit. Yeah, I'm not sure the exact numbers. I just know they're stronger than me. Yeah, so, strong yeah. as fuck. <laughs> yeah. So then that, and then Carl Fredericks, uh, one of my best friends, too, wrestles for NJPW. You know what I'm saying? It's one of the biggest wrestling federations in the world.
0: NJPW?
1: NJPW, yeah. Okay. It's like pro wrestling. pro wrestling? Yeah, over in Japan.
0: That's one of the guys who followed me. There we go. Yeah, he's a pro wrestler in Japan. I was yeah. watching some of, and it's like it's like WWE style, if you would. Right? It's
1: older than WWE, actually. He, like, yeah, some of that shit. WWE is over here is basically what NJPW is to the rest of the world. Got it. Got yeah. it. Okay. Okay. So, so it's been explained to me. Got it.
0: Okay. Yeah, he just followed me the day. I was watching some of his clips. That boy's been jumping he's off some rings, bro. Rock. Jumping off some rings. I was yeah, like, man. Jesus he's, Christ. He's... <laughs> <Yeah>. Chill out.
1: <laughs> Real quick, I take ten seconds to tell a story about Carl. Fuck yeah. <laughs> so. so me and Carl have been told we look alike, and, like, there's a certain point in time where my hair was a little bit longer up top or whatever, and we okay. still have the same little, like, pretty boy fucking comb over, okay. with shorter beards. We did a commercial for, I think, No Limit Sports Lab, okay, and I was in it for, like, maybe half a second, I had, like, my head down or something like that, nothing too crazy. His mom texted him, she's just like, you're in a commercial, and he goes, mom, what the fuck are you talking about? Oh, I'm like, no, no, I'm not. And she's just like, no, I saw it, I saw it, like, I promise, next time it comes <laughs> on, like, your dad was jumping off the couch, like, he saw it too, like... Yeah. Next time we see it, we'll record it and send it to you. And I only know this because Carl texted me. He goes, my mom, my own fucking mother just yeah. mixed me and you up. I was like, oh, shit. No fucking way.
0: <laughs> so is he Boy. in Japan?
1: Uh, so he travels back and forth. Like because of COVID right now, I think like. So
0: he's from here, though. Yeah, uh, okay. he's
1: from, I think, Friendly.
0: Okay, okay. Or- Eli from really, Fernley really, to really Japan.
1: Fallon, maybe one of the two. Fal- Three. Whatever, they're both the fucking same. It's yeah, it's it's all not real, man. I'm, I'm just like kidding. Downskirts. If there's
0: people from Fernley, Fallon, I just fucking, <laughs> I don't know much about your fucking podunk ass towns baby. out there. You know what I mean? <laughs> I know you guys have WalMarts out there, whatever. <laughs> but uh, so that's cr- f- from fucking Fernley to Japan. Yeah. What a, a yo, fucking a res kid too. Like, violent, violent culture shock.
1: Yeah. He was, you know, kid off the res. He's one of the first people to ever fucking make it big. You know what I'm saying? Huge. And he goes to Japan, and he's a fucking celebrity in Japan. Yeah. Well,
0: yeah. You know he saying? followed me, and I looked at his followers. Yeah. I was like,
1: damn, nigga, I'm fucking famous on this podcast. <laughs>
0: this fool's got, like, 20,000 followers or some yeah, psycho-ass shit.
1: He's doing great, man. You That's an awesome fucking guy. So it's a it's, uh, – I don't, I don't even know how me and Carl first became friends or whatever. I think it's, like, mm-hmm. we just started, started talking casually, casually, and then, like, just found out we had a lot in common. So we got closer down the road. Um, seeing Carl chase his dream so viciously, I mean, he was doing road trips. Like, he has a show Friday, then he has to drive eight hours over fucking night to go do a show in San Diego, and then he has like fucking six hours back to Sunday, and then he has to drive overnight to get back to work on Monday on time. You know what I'm saying? So seeing him grind like that too, immediately it was just like, yo, look, this is what we're doing. I'm just trying to fucking inspire kids down the road. Like, this yeah, is yeah. the game plan, this is what we stand for. I immediately was on fucking board, and I was just like, all right, let's do it. Oh yeah take over the world so
0: So when you first started what were you like fucking doing screen presses in your garage or how did you start you know what I mean like I'm sure there's a lot of people who are are like yeah I'd love to start a clothing brand but yeah like what um, what's the beginning steps to start one to kick it off
1: so we started doing vinyl cutting at first or heat vinyl transfers okay so it's just like basically like local
0: here in Reno or
1: yeah in my garage in Uh, your garage Actually, in my bedroom at first. Oh Yeah, shoot. we, moved, we upgraded to a deluxe garage at my mom's house. There you go. Like six months later. There you, you know go. Once we started getting that real, once you get those fucking paint stains on the roof,
0: mom's name. like, yeah. get in the fucking garage."
1: <laughs> Yo, pretty much, man. Yeah. So yeah, I started on my room for a while, and I was doing that, and then it just, I couldn't separate like my workspace from like where I wanted to relax. So immediately, as soon as I could, I moved it out of there. But for the first like. Six months, it was 100%. Like every single shirt we did was hand cut, hand weaved, hand pressed, like all by me and like a couple other friends. Like, Damn. I, yeah. So it was, it was a fucking grueling process. Yeah, some sweatshop shit. Dude, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Getting paid <laughs> was, like, in Skittles. Four, bro, we had stations in my mom's house, like garages. It was just like, uh, a friend over here who's doing just the weeding. A friend over here who's working the laptop and making the uh, vinyl cutting out. A friend mm-hmm. over here who's heat pressing everything. This friend's keeping things organized. And my little brother would pop in here and there, crack some fucking jokes, bring us sodas and dip.
0: All Mexicans?
1: No. <laughs> I was
0: gonna say, we are we, we, we? We're doing like the. We're like doing the origin story to Nike right now, or something like that. Like this is how it all That's started. Right.
1: We had David, who's black Jesse, who's Filipino Me, who's Mexican And a white girl and it was all See, of us in there, this is most... unity right here yeah, We
0: man. can all be taken advantage of And exactly. be worked For no to... pay for no, no pay, pay. <laughs> yes, dude <laughs> you know? Oppression hits yeah. us all, baby I
1: love it They got energy drinks here and there for me I mean, that was about that was it That about it, yeah. it was that, And I put them on a new music here and You there. literally really can't good. have one of the t-shirts I'm so yeah. sorry no, You no, fucking I'm can't have
0: like... one <laughs> <laughs> Maybe half off maybe. How, yeah And unweaved, yeah Just one of the black black shirts without the press on it. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You yeah. just have one of the shirts.
1: Yeah. no was, we, we messed up on this one. You can take this one. home. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's, it's a one of a kind. <laughs> <laughs> it's unique. Save that. It's going to be worth some money someday. Like, yeah. <laughs>
0: so where are you at now? You went from room to garage to.
1: So we still do some of the vinyl cutting. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little more hands-on process as opposed to outsourcing. Right. So some of the stuff we outsource, like for the polyester brand, stuff like that, um, it's really, really hard. I was going to say, how not... the fuck could you have done this?
0: By the way, Eddie fucking came in and hooked me up with some dope-ass shit. I'm going to fucking <laughs> post a picture of it, but this shit is dope. But, yeah, yeah, you can't do this yourself, can yeah, you? Yeah, no, no, no. So that's
1: specific. No, no. I mean, I totally could down the road, but it's like a screen printing. It's a, it's a process. It's a learning process, too. But um, So with like the mass production and stuff like that, like once we really started doing like some better numbers... Cause we went from like selling two or three a week when we first started to, I'm getting like 15, 20 a day sometimes and going from there and I'm working full time, still going to the gym, still going to jujitsu. So you got to start to outsource, right? Yeah, man. So I'm waking up at 5am, coming home at 9pm and I still got like three and a half, four hours of work to do just to stay on top of shit. Like not even finish things, but just stay on top of it. So once we started getting a lot more orders and whatnot, I kind of just started looking around for help and um... A good friend of mine, Dylan, over at Precise Printing, kind mm-hmm. uh, of. Oh, backset, backset, backset. Will, Will was the first one to start really, really helping me. Okay. Um, so we started screen printing. Um, started showing me kind of tips and tricks on how to make it more efficient. Right. Cut my production time to fucking damn near nothing. Beautiful. So Will plug. Fuck it. Shout out Will. He uh, owns the Burbs. I don't know if you heard of them. The what? The Burbs. The Burbs. Clothing company. Yeah. Uh huh. There's to put me on. That I'll show you. I'm all Fresh about local.
0: I don't shit. I don't go to like, I don't really buy clothes at like no. stores. Like I like to buy, if I have buy new
1: clothes, it's local shit. If I buy new clothes, it's usually just jeans. But I get my shit else. from
0: FedEx. I work at FedEx. I'd just be robbing oh. those motherfuckers. Bro. Like <laughs> I wear all my <laughs> shit from FedEx.
1: Belling open packages when I see big, H&M on it. Yeah. <laughs> big,
0: big facts, bro. Big fact I go to the bar with FedEx shit on. I don't give a fuck.
1: <laughs> yeah. So Will really like showed me how to cut production time down. So then that became a lot more manageable. Uh, start screen pressing, um, outsourcing that. Obviously, it's like a huge investment to start doing that. Right, right. So, but
0: the good thing is you're not you're not oppressing all races in your garage no, anymore. No, no, not anymore. It's beautiful. Anymore. So, yeah, just yeah, so yeah. everybody knows, we move past that stage. Yeah. Okay, like, don't worry, <laughs> they're all point. they're all picking grapes in smoke <laughs> in in the in the fucking fire smoke in California now. Yeah. Don't worry, they're not in his garage yeah. anymore.
1: So, so we move from yeah, we move from slave labor to uh, paying our employees. There you know go. At some point, kind of outsourcing it or whatever. But uh, yeah, so we just use all local companies to actually make sure we get them printed. Um, oh, yeah. really, really big on that uh, first and foremost. Like, that was the main thing I wanted to do as we outsource. Like, it's gonna be someone I know. It's gonna be mm-hmm. someone with a similar mindset as far as like business model and uh, just you know, local. Basically. Yeah. So you got a why, you got
0: a pretty good following now too. Also yeah, locally. We're
1: there, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's your, it's, your page
0: is like well almost two thousand now. You're like fifteen hundred ish.
1: I don't know if it's that. High. Come I on, bro. You gotta
0: 14, know the numbers, bro. But- yeah, yeah, you have fucking 1,300 followers. Oh, nice. Hell yeah, spot on. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah so you guys are doing good. It's,
1: yeah, it's been, doing, it's been going good, man. It's been oh, like, yeah. you know, um, I think the coolest part of growing is seeing people I've never met in my life like approach me at the gym or see me out in public and we'll have like a 15, 20-minute conversation about it. Seeing kids I like, don't know wear my shit. Oh my God, it's so fucking dope. Yeah. Best fucking feeling ever. Like coolest just, you've had moments where
0: ever. you're just chilling and you're like, that's my fucking...
1: Like, I think the first time it happened, I was at the gym. And I seen some dude, and I, I, I looked at his shirt, and was like, "I like your shirt." And he looks at me, and goes, "Oh shit, yo!" Like, then we oh. started, like <laughs> getting into chop it whatever, it whatever. And then it happened a few more times, you fucking
0: Debo'd his ass like that's my <laughs> shirt, fool.
1: Yeah. You can get that forty five. Get quick. that, yeah. <laughs> it's my bike, um, No, I just stole his water out of his backpack. That was really yeah. There but... you go, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, um, so yeah, that was like the coolest fucking thing ever to me too. And it was like I was so much fucking more inspired after yeah. that too. Yeah. And then um seeing people on instagram who i've never met in person like people who obviously like similar stories or similar like uh motivation like the same mindset yeah not seeing people of every color every race people i've never met people who do crossfit people who do swimming people who are wrestlers you know kind of just all across the spectrum like post pictures with the merch they bought and post a six paragraph fucking thing about what it means to them why they work so hard this is not like I've had people reach out to me and tell me their whole stories, and I can't deny like I've cried a couple times from yeah, DMs. Yeah, absolutely. Because like, it's it's such a personal thing to me that as soon as someone I've never met reaches out and they're that transparent with me and that brutally honest and yeah. you know feel comfortable enough to be very very vulnerable with a complete fucking stranger like. That's me, like, that's like the human connection right there. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, we're all in this fucking together. Like, your story is unique, right. your struggles are unique, but you're not alone. You know, it's a, goes through shit.
0: It's, it's pretty amazing, and we lack it a lot in our society. But if you can put someone in a situation where they feel free of judgment, yeah. where they feel free of any type of scrutiny, right? And they feel safe to kind of open up about that, about their weaknesses, if you would, not yeah. their weaknesses, but things that, uh, that they're going through, the adversities that they're living in that moment in time, the inspiration that you can put in people's hearts is unbelievable. You know what I mean? So that's dope as fuck. Like that's kind of the, the cancel culture is big right now. Cancel culture is big, you know? So like, I think like something like that interview that you have on YouTube, you just put it out there. Like, yeah, I got some shit. Some shit is fucked up. (laughs) Some shit is fucked up and I fucked up quite a bit. And then other people are like, Mm. Oh shit. I fucked up too. Yeah. I'm down. And then there's there's that emotional connection to your brand. You know what I mean? Oh, like 100%. your brand is a whole lot more than cotton and polyester. Yeah. That's dope. Like most people will go after like a uh like a category like of fitness or like their demographic, mm. but you went after like a mentality.
1: Yeah. I mean it's that's it's, a very
0: interesting thing to to you know, like that's your population that you're chasing, is it is a mentality.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's pretty um, dope. It was uh from the get-go too like it's never been about the money it's been about the ten- like the connection between yeah. the people you know what i'm saying like i really that's where i feel like we help with like the mental health thing too is because like being so transparent like being honest about my depression being honest about my alcohol and drug abuse being honest about like all the fucking things that happened like this is who i am now things can get better and like i just really believe in leading by example mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so saying my entire past wasn't for the sake of like uh like a pity party it was more or less just like look this is what i've gone through so far this is where i'm at now you can fucking do this shit like you can fucking get through it you can build something and like for the kids too like part of my story too is like growing up like everyone i knew growing up who had money was slanging I'm saying everyone i knew who had money was fucking either selling drugs or robbing people that's all i fucking knew everyone i looked up to that's that's how they got money you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying so like At a certain point in time, it was like when I was in in boot camp, I was like, yo, I got to be a better fucking bigger brother. Like, my little brothers are telling people I'm in jail right now and I get asked about Like, what the fuck am I going to do when I get out to, you know, fix this shit? So then at that point, it was really just like, I need to fucking get this together for the sake of not only myself, but for the sake of saving as many fucking kids as I possibly can. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I can show them a successful model of, look, you fucked up, hit the reset button real quick. Take care of those character flaws, adjust accordingly to who you want to be. You don't give a fuck about anything else. Stay true to yourself. Build your fucking business model and just go for it. You know what I'm saying? So at that point it's like our success hopefully can show kids that you do not need to fucking sell drugs or rob people to fucking pay your bills.
0: It will. And I think I was like, I was looking at your page and looking at your the captions and things that you post and you know, there's a. I think what you're doing is extremely important because you put a small twist on inspiration that a lot of people aren't doing right now. Like, mm-hmm. a lot of people, the awareness that's going on right now in our world is very high. And our people are like, I'm being treated unfairly, or I'm going through these adversities, or my mental health is here, or whatever the case may be. And they should look for help outlets, absolutely. But there's a lot of hands out. Yeah. Like, hey, I'm going through these things. You know, like the world should help me, you know, which I don't disagree with. But what you're what when I the narrative that I hear when I look at your stuff is the world beat me down and I decided that I'm going to fucking do whatever I can to fix this shit and better myself and then the help that you needed along the way. You ran into yeah. because you changed your mentality. You yeah, know, you, no. you made that choice. And I think that's what a lot of people need to hear that you have to make the initial step. Yeah, you know, you have to decide. And then that energy, whatever you want to believe in, like you yeah. put it out there, it's going to, it's going to fall suit and it's going to come full circle and you're going to run into those people that become catalysts into the oh, goals absolutely. that you want. Yeah. And I think that's dope that you're doing that. Cause a lot of people are like my, I just hit rock bottom. Mm-hmm. I need help. I yeah. need help. It's like, no help. Don't come to you. No. You gotta buckle down, dig your fucking heels in, decide that you wanna be a better person. Yeah. This is obviously much easier said than done. Yeah. <laughs> much easier said than done. You know, and and start and have the mentality and start pushing forward to better yourself. And all of a sudden you're on a new path and you meet different people on that path than the previous path that Absolutely. you're on before. Oh, let's
1: just put it together. Yeah. The, the law of attraction I think worked out. Like that's a perfect example. Like I was surrounded by, and not to take away from anyone, like, but there's people I had to distance myself from because you have it's to. all drugs and alcohol, right? So I took myself out of the situation and just really started going to, like, jujitsu and weightlifting, like, more seriously. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, started reading a lot, too, because I'm a fucking nerd now. But um, just everyone I started meeting connecting with through these outlets, through these constructive outlets, are also on that same path. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So it's like, if you become motivated, you're obviously going to meet more motivated people. Because if you're a motivated dude going to the gym at 5 a.m., guess who else is there at 5 a.m.? A bunch of other motivated people. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you become friends with people who have the same passions, same direction, all that good stuff. And it's just how can you not succeed when everyone around you is being successful? Correct. You know what I'm saying? So it's, and
0: people want to go through this life. I think, dude, people want to go through this life solo. Like there's some, ba- there's some bad motherfuckers out there who can do it by themselves. Yeah. But those are few and far in between.
1: I think to a certain extent that whole like I'm self-made mentality – First of all, that's overrated as fuck. Fuck like, that.
0: I need a team, I, bro. Yeah, where the homies absolutely. at? Yeah. You
1: know, yeah. You know what's better than being fucking an individual is having a whole squad of motherfuckers. Yeah. When I was a bouncer, to go to war with you. when
0: I was a bouncer, I was about to th- fight. I'm like, pff, my homies in. are literally right behind yeah. me. We are going to fuck yeah. you up. And that's how you got to take it on with life. Yeah. Like, you got to have a team around you. Yeah. I agree with that 1,000%. Absolutely,
1: man. Like. I'm not saying you cannot do it self-made. You absolutely can. Mm -hmm. It's going to take longer. It's going to be harder. You're going to lose a lot of fucking sleep. Mm -hmm. But if people sincerely and genuinely want to help you. Right. Why would you deny that? Just for bragging rights?
0: Also, does that take away from being self-made? Because you still have to wake up and make the choice to stay, keep the mentality that you have to be in that population of people. Yeah. You know, absolutely. to be in that crew, to to enjoy the benefits of mm. people being a catalyst to your progress. You yeah, know, like absolutely. you you have to do it. So that is self-made. Yeah. You know, like you look at Diddy. Like Diddy's like... Diddy is self made, but nobody would say because he, he just pays everybody. He's uh, like, I'm at the point now I'll just pay everybody yo. to do everything that I need to get fucking get done. And I don't want to work anymore. Yeah. And this is my dream. But like, you know, he did the dirty work. But like, he's got a team around him. The, Kevin Hart is a good example. I love Kevin Hart because he always speaks about he's got a fucking squad
1: yeah. around him.
0: And that's what you need sometimes.
1: There's nothing wrong with okay. chasing that. <laughs> my favorite letter from Diddy on that subject, I think it's like, a... um, we ain't going nowhere. He goes, don't worry. If I write rhymes, I write checks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, like, fucking flex, dude. <laughs> Diddy's the go. best.
0: <laughs> Have you seen that movie? Get him to the Greek. Yeah. When no, he's oh, like, I hilarious. got
1: fifteen
0: fucking kookaroos. He's like, sixteen. Like, I got sixteen <laughs> kookaroos. He's like, I'm gonna be all right. Yeah. He's like, this ain't <laughs> for me. This is for you guys. <laughs> that shit is hilarious. But no, Man, I think that's. One... I think what you're doing um, to go back is is dope. That you express that you know you do have these people around you and you know, you get into the jujitsu world and you have these people around you that have the same mentality. But before that Mm. you made a decision, you know, when you're at boot camp, you made a decision, you know, when, uh, is it chase? What's his name? Case. Case. When case passes, you made another decision. You know, you have two kids when they're born, you make a decision and you have to constantly continue to rebirth that decision to better yourself. Cause a lot of people be like, I'm going to do better. And then they'll mm-hmm. run into a wall. And they'll be like, well, that didn't work. But yeah. like, just from what I heard in your interview, how many fucking times have you failed at trying to better yourself? Uh, the, you, uh, I'm over here like, you time. suck. <laughs> no,
1: no, all the fucking time, too, man. It's, it's, it's really ironic, honestly, too. But it's, it's also really cool. It's like, I think I told Tone one time I Snapchat him because I was in my garage, mom's garage, mm-hmm. at like 2 a.m. And I think we had like a pop-up the next day. And I'm pressing sweaters and I'm pressing sweaters and I'm making this and I'm making this because it's supposed to drop the next day. No, no, we already had the shop at this point. So we had a drop coming out that day and I'm so underprepared for it. Yeah. So it's like two in the fucking morning and I'm sitting there and I'm pressing it and by definition, like, so the Van dry means perseverance and like never quit. Yeah. So you know how shitty it is staring at a heat press with fucking glazed over eyes and it just everything you press says never quit, never <laughs> Man, give up. It's it's like, stuff. Fuck. Like I'm gonna go to bed. Right, Your more, shirts are more, just more. like, two don't more. you be yeah, exactly. a bitch. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I'm just stuck there because like I'm looking at it, I'm just like yeah. if you stop right now and you're unprepared for tomorrow, you're a fucking hypocrite. I'm just like God damn it. All right, dude. That's it's got like. Twenty five more and I'll be okay. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's fucking just. That was a fun time.
0: That's crazy, dude. But, dude, I I know I keep I know I keep saying it, but like, what what you're doing is, in my personal opinion, what more of the youth needs. You yeah. know the the youth needs to see that. You know, I think they're seeing it more now. But the world is extremely unfair. Mm-hmm. Things are going to happen to you that you do not deserve in yeah. any way, shape, or form. Also, that are not in your control, yeah, but what you do have control is is and you have to you have to have the mental capacity to be to know that when those things do happen to you, you have to get through it, mm. you know what I mean, like it has nothing to do with you as a human being, life happens to everybody, yeah, and then right when you have to mourn, right, you have to do it properly, you're gonna be in the slums, but you gotta make a decision, you know what Definitely. I mean you have to Absolutely. wake up and make a decision again, easier said than done, but Something like that needs to be preached, you know, like, um, and it sounds like one of your ultimate goals is to tap into youth.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so let's say 10 years from now, let's say everything goes as planned, which it won't, but Mm -hmm. we can get to as close as we possibly can. If not, outdo it. Right. it. Nothing goes to plan, but our ideal goal is to start a center down the road. Um, almost like a boys and girls club, if you will, but I wanted to be funded entirely by our brand like a gym, but a nonprofit as well. So okay. So what I want to actually do is get maybe like a wrestling room, a cage, a music studio, um, fucking just a writing room, computer labs, anything and everything, like anything I can possibly think of that'll help kids. You're trying to do counselors. some Nipsey
0: hustle shit.
1: Yeah. Ha, yeah. Absolutely. N- yeah. Nipsey hustle
0: yeah. built that clinic that's in, it's down in Crenshaw Oh shit. and he has like, it's like, I don't know all the details to it, but yeah, they have the option to go music or, or athletics or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, tons of different outlets I
1: just, yeah exactly what I, want. I want to basically just create enough outlets for these kids who are underprivileged you know like growing up we were by no means were we fucking you know we did just well enough to be poor in the not the worst neighborhoods you right know what I'm saying. so that's exactly how I, like, I was like i was like i
0: think it's a dave Chappelle line is like my parents did just good enough for me to be the poorest person in a white neighborhood <laughs> <laughs> shout out to mom yeah, and dad to go, man. yeah yeah <laughs>
1: Um, but, yeah, man, so, like, doing extracurriculars and stuff like that, like, I mean, I was a handed-down kid, mm-hmm. like, you know, every new shirt I got was a year and a half old. Oh, yeah, saying? big fans. So, packs. like, doing sports and stuff, like, once we got, like, to middle school and high school, like, I didn't even want to go home and ask, you know what I'm saying? But, yeah. like, unfortunately enough, like, we started doing better and started, like, funding or whatever, and that, I really think, is what, if it wasn't for wrestling, like, seventh through fucking high school ever, whatever, mm-hmm. I think things would have gotten way fucking worse, you right. know what I'm saying? I was still fucking around. Like seventh through eighth, but that's the one thing i kept coming back to that kept me out of trouble mm-hmm. took a majority of my time and kind of gave me structure and it was the very first thing i ever had that was just so fucking hard mm-hmm. like but every single time i looked at it I was just like i can't quit like i can't quit like i just yeah. always had this like i would never wanted to give up even from as a kid like i always oh, yeah. just kept going or whatever but um wrestling really did like kind of put me on the right path and it was like after i graduated um and then like maybe like 21 22 Got back in contact with my old coach and started like trying to pop into sessions here and there or whatever, and just wanted to give back as much as I possibly could. You know, unfortunately because of work, I never got the opportunity to coach um, like for a full season or anything. It was always just like random pop ups, like kind of tips and shit, like help kids out with form stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But just I see kids in there from all walks of life. You know what I'm saying? Um, And I see a lot of kids I relate to and empathize with. You know, these kids showing up with. Handy down wrestling shoes and this like that, and you know, taking the bus to go to practice and things like that. And it's like those kids specifically are the ones who are just hanging on and they want to better themselves. Those are the ones I want to help. Yeah, you know. And it's it's unfortunate we can't help them all, but one of the most heartbreaking things I think I had to realize early on is you cannot save anyone who doesn't want to be saved. You know what I'm saying? No matter Big how much facts. you preach to someone, show them, lead by example there's still going to be some people that say, fuck it, this is easier. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, you want to start a business and pay state taxes and da-da-da-da? Like, I just moved this much weight and made fucking $800 in a day. Why the yeah. fuck would I, you know, I don't want to pay taxes, all that shit. You know what I'm saying? So I just wanted to kind of build a model, whether it be, you know, it was wrestling for me, but whether it be jiu-jitsu or MMA or weightlifting or fucking uh, music Fuck, just writing. even your facility. Any, yeah. You yeah,
0: know, like, absolutely. you see it sometimes. You see cats chilling at the barbershop every day. Yeah. Not as much anymore, but, like, cats just shown at the barbershop. They weren't getting their hair cut every day, but that was just yeah. a p- place of structure. You yeah, know, a safe absolutely. haven that they could go to.
1: I just basically want, like, leaders in our community at some point to kind of get together, plan this out, and just want a place where we can actually start helping kids. And take these kids who really, you know, there's a lot of kids in foster care, too, mm-hmm. you know, who parents may or not, you know, put them in the best situations or yep. help them out with extracurriculars. Like, I want to take these kids who have a passion and want to do something with it and give them the opportunity to be able to do it, you know, give them the means to actually grow. As opposed to just, you know, tighten up your bootstraps, tight shit. Like, no, nah, let's give these kids a fighting fucking chance. You right. know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So it's like, I have friends I grew up with who entirely went down the wrong fucking path. A lot of them are in prison. You know yeah. what I'm saying? A lot of friends passed. Like, it's just growing up and then losing connection with someone who was your next-door neighbor at one point. You know, find out five years later, oh, no, he died. Yeah. Oh, no, he's in jail. For what? Oh, for six counts of armed robbery. Like, what the fuck? Like,
0: yeah and if you can like
1: oh he was doing really bad you know obviously like they never moved out of that fucking location this this, is not like obviously you know the situation their parents didn't have money one you know single mom or single dad and if you can pull one, guidance
0: if you can pull one person out of that it's a success
1: oh dude i fuck i hate that quote okay so i like as it's i think it's a close it's here's the thing i think i just i want to set the bar higher yeah you know everyone always says like if I can just help one person, if I can change one life, dude, no, 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 no. Yeah. I think as a collective, oh, though, we can do so much more than that. We can save one or, one or two, three or four or five a day even. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Just so by... you're like, fuck one. Yeah, exactly. I think that's setting the bar way too low. Okay. I just wanna, like My goal is to help as many people as I possibly can get closer to their goals. Yeah. Or at least take the step, take the initiative to start chasing that goal. You know what I, I'm saying? I think you'll
0: fucking run into a, a very happy surprise that if you keep that mentality and you and you keep it genuine the way that you're talking. I think the I think you and it tell you know you're not money motivated. The money's gonna come. Like yeah. people are gonna support that mentality.
1: I, I really think like um, as they should. You know who Alan Watts is? Alan Watts. I don't think so. So he's the shit. You should absolutely look up his shit on YouTube. He was like a philosopher, um, super super into Buddhism. Very, mm-hmm. very 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 smart guy. But one of the things like he said that kind of just really fucking stuck with me is, "What do you do for work?" Like. Why are you not, if money wasn't the object, what would you be doing? What makes you happy? What gives you the edge? Then go do it. Yeah. And if you do something well enough, that's your passion, you spend enough time doing it, you're gonna get paid doing it eventually. You can find a way to monetize anything you love.
0: Especially today.
1: There's no point in working a job or doing something you hate. Because you work in order to keep living, right? Correct. So if you're working a job you hate in order to keep living, to keep going back to that same job you hate, the fuck's the point of that that sounds like yeah. a horrible cycle you're giving up eight hours of your life five days a week
0: yeah it's big facts dude like i had a i had an employee at fedex you know i was having a conversation and she and this person was not happy with with how things were going and 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 how the structure of it was and i just straight up told her, i was like do no, fucking leave <laughs> you know and she's like i don't have a choice you know i'm like oh you got a choice. a choice she's like i don't have a choice it was quite ironic because um it was, it was a white woman telling me about how she had no options and and uh, was you know stuck in stuck in the, stuck in the system. <laughs> you know, no, I was man, literally man. sitting there. I had a, you know, I was I was being a good boss. And I was like, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. But I'm like, and she's like, I was like, you know, I was like, oh, you got a choice. I was like, if you think that you don't have a choice, then you're stuck in the system that you hate much more than you think. You yeah. know what I mean? Like you've been brainwashed. If you Giving
1: up doesn't isn't fucking color specific. Right. You know what I mean, but the
0: big thing is though that. Yes, we do have the choice, but what we, I think what's not talked about is if you make the choice, it's not fucking easy. You know, like if you do decide to go to what it is that's your passion and you know, it's not the job, you're nine to five, but you want to do something else and something that you're passionate about and that you love and that you want to do and try to monetize when you make the decision, it's not gonna be easy. No, 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 no. Funds are going to be low.
1: It's a big league. It's
0: going to take a long time to grow. Usually, you know what I mean? You're going to have the haters and this, that, and the other, and you're going to feel stagnant, and it's almost like two steps back. And that's a decision that a lot of people don't want to do. Yeah. You know, and don't want to be, they don't want to be in that type of stress, you know? And that's why, like, that's what kind of sets people, pe- you know, people apart. Like, yeah. you got a fucking choice, but There's, that other choice might be really fucking hard.
1: I think it's that that false sense of security that, you know, everyone thinks that not everyone but like a mass majority of people feel like this nine to five pays my bills mm-hmm. it's safe the chances of me getting fired are low okay well there's some shit going on you might not know about you know what yeah. I'm saying like you can fucking fail at doing anything like, mm-hmm. like that sense of security like nothing is forever right you know what I'm saying so this safe I just I just don't agree with it you know
0: yeah what I'm like it's been wildly exposed lately though like money makes the world man, go round
1: how many people fucking lost their jobs? You know, immediately.
0: 56 million.
1: Fuck, I didn't even know that. Yeah, 56 million.
0: It could have been a higher number, but I know the last time I checked was 56 million people on unemployment when COVID really hit. So, but also, you know what else it exposes? So on the flip, like, uh, to, to devil's advocate, the statements that we're making, it showed that, you know, 56 million people go on unemployment, which is, right, what, about a quarter? A quarter of the country. And even more living paycheck to paycheck
2: yeah oh, you know
0: what flop. i mean so yeah. you you know i bet you there so i do agree i do agree to some like state like fedex isn't my passion and my goal i yeah. fucking love my job like i yeah. have a great time doing it but like i can't just pull out right now like you know i got a son oh, I got to
1: too. Yeah. you know i got a son and we <laughs> got to
0: pay the bill so yeah you know yeah, yeah. it is an extremely hard thing to do and and um you know it exposed that a vast majority of the country is middle-class living paycheck to paycheck and we are stuck in this hamster wheel of nine to five which makes it much harder to chase our goals and aspirations but to devil's advocate my devil's advocate fucking sleep less you know know, like people are like you do a podcast and you do dream trips and you have a kid and you go to work all the time like how do you do this i'm like i just fucking sleep less than you like i want to do something i just sleep less than you you know like i got i got home at like 3 30 in the morning last night yeah from work you know what i mean and i fucking wake up at seven o'clock so i can spend my four or five hours with my son and then i bring him back and then i gotta go back to work or yeah. whatever i gotta do you know you gotta do shit no, i weird. record and i edit hell late at night you know yeah. whatever the case may be like just fucking sleepless yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's an asshole thing to oh. say but no, fucking it's, it's sleepless yo it's, it's if you want it, of it. yeah
1: of it, dude like it's I've never been busier in my entire life. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, never. And it's it hasn't let up. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, and that's the thing, though, too, is, like, I feel like if I let up, I'm going to stop on that momentum. And you never know when that next break is coming, when the next breakthrough is coming. And I don't, I want to be prepared when it does get here. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I'm always trying to figure out how to get a step ahead. And I'm always still doing the, the necessary work, the maintenance, you know? So it's like, I'm doing all the groundwork I can every mm-hmm. single day in order to be better prepared. And that does mean, you know, showing up. I wake up at 5 a.m., go to the gym, go to work for six to eight hours, depending on my day, get done with that, go to BJJ. Somewhere in between that, I'll sneak in some food. (laughs) Every once in a while? Yeah, every once in a while. (laughs) Um, I'm not on a diet. I just fucking starve myself. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Very healthy. uh, If you want
0: any nutrition tips, (laughs) hit hit up, up, DM him in his Instagram. Hit up
1: anyone who works (laughs) at Stimulus Fitness. They'll take care of you. Just not me. I'm a horrible example but um, like so yeah like go through my entire day get home 7 8 9 p.m. Mm-hmm. and then start working on my brand you know start working on myself you yeah. know what I'm saying like I just spent 8 hours working for somebody else right. you know what I'm saying I'm helping them what am I doing every day to help myself though yeah. you know what I'm saying like no matter how no matter how my day plays out I always want to do something that one I love to do like I try to make myself smile or at least do something passionate every single day mm-hmm. try to make myself sweat every single day and I always try to do one step in the right direction every single day, whether and that be with the business or anything else.
0: Human beings are extremely accustomed to routine, you know? So like, I, I'm not saying that I've gotten in great routines, fallen out of routines, but like, you know, if you're working more, sleeping less or doing what you have to do, like you just said, your body will get accustomed to the routine. Oh, absolutely. You know, people are like, Oh my gosh, like how does this person work this many hours and do this many things? It's like, out the gates, that shit was brutal yeah. and ruthless That's and true. fucking terrible. But you get accustomed to it. Yeah, absolutely. Like I worked preload at FedEx for seven years. Start every um, like I never started later than four thirty in the morning, yeah. just every single day, yeah. six days a week, seven years straight. You know, people are like you're fucking crazy. I'm like, I thought I was crazy for the first three weeks. Now I'm just miserable and slept sleep <laughs> deprived. You know, but you gotta you gotta attack the necessary yeah. evils. You gotta take the good with the bad. You know, if you absolutely. do want to move up, like. I fucking damn near killed myself with that company. But, you know, I'm 28 and I'm like, you know, five, six years away from like a nice nine to five desk job yeah. making well over six figures. I'm like, all right, cool. Well, mm-hmm. you know, maybe I'm a little fucking loose in the head now from that sleep deprivation. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> necessary days, sacrifices. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I mean, it's just shit that you got to do. Yeah, but that's absolutely. dope that your your brand revolves around that entire mentality. And yeah, the logo is really
1: um, It's kind of just fight for what you love, more or less. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like. Just for me, like I said, like for me, it was wrestling and then jiu jitsu and like the lifting and everything else. But everyone has different passions, you know what I'm saying? and Yeah. I think more, more than anything, what I wanted to do is like aim to inspire people who also aim to inspire. Yeah, you know what I'm saying like it's a chain reaction. Like it's that law of attraction. Like keeps coming back to it. It's just the more good you put out, the more good's gonna come. Big you know facts. Saying? And like that's that's the coolest part about this whole thing is that. I'm already so fucking happy with this. Yeah, I'm ecstatic about it. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, success to me is not a monetary value. Success to me is the amount of good deeds we do for people. Mm-hmm. You know, so even just helping people with, like, workout tips and things like that. Or just, you know, taking the time to talk to a friend and make sure they're okay. Um, but first and foremost, I think that leads back to helping yourself. You know what I'm saying? Cause the better I become, the more well-equipped I am to help everyone around me. Yeah. You know, whether it be financially, mentally, if you're the wisest person in your group, obviously you can help them out with that. Most financially well-off person, you know, same yeah. exact thing. So I think it's just consistently working on yourself is only going to make everyone else's life around you better as well.
0: Right, exactly. You make that group, like we were talking about, that posse, that team, yeah. you make them better as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Adding value to yourself doesn't, you know, it's. What, where's the harm in that? As long as you're still
0: so are you compromising start
1: compromising your integrity.
0: Are you going to start fighting?
1: I've uh, thought about it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be 100% honest. My stand-up is trash. Is it? Trash. Damn, dude. Good I thing you're not a bouncer
0: anymore. I would have, a a have anymore, I came up. <laughs> we would have we let it out on the podcast. You would have like I mopped up. Because I'm was gonna. Yeah. i looking at this. What This is 14 weeks ago. You said, uh, shout out to the best gym in town. You know what picture I'm talking about? Uh, stimulus. Well, wherever you are, it's you with your shirt off. Uh-huh. And that if you were standing in the ring, I'd be like, fuck <laughs> this shit this like this shit is gonna be exhausting <laughs> oh so you thought about it but your stand up your stand up game is shit
1: yeah I'll be 100% transparent uh, me and Zach Bunnell shout out to him fucking incredible Muay Thai teacher wow. uh, I'm gonna start working it a little more aggressively we'll see where I'm at in a year um, mm-hmm. like ground game like having like the rest, like wrestling background I'm super mm-hmm. confident with that uh, getting better and better at jits every day so that's going really well
0: some of those fighters out there, their, their stand up game is fucking
1: nasty, bro. Exactly what I need to know to at least. Like, yeah, I got to work on mine a lot. There's some say, fucking but,
0: bangers out yeah, there,
1: bro. Yeah, absolutely. Got a great team. Uh, a lot of really fucking good guys You yeah. know, surrounded by a lot of great fucking fighters. So yeah. just working with them, I'm 100% confident it'll come. But on time, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. So I'm 5'10. I'm. 210 right now fluctuating like 205 210
0: you'd fight in like a fucking you'd be fighting brock lesnar uh, motherfucker yeah, fuck yeah that, fuck <laughs> that bro you'd be fighting rampage jackson yeah, bro no, i'm
1: good man yeah i see those fights and like every single punch thrown has knockout capabilities so we'll see what it look at like a, a 180 dude you know?
0: off topic
1: mike tyson fighting i don't think i don't know
0: you don't think it's gonna happen
1: no like i know what's gonna happen There's dude one of I my do I'm not excited for it. I'm, like, scared. I'm worried what? About their, I'm worried about their health. You're like... Dude, yeah, I'm worried about Roy 60. Jones Jr. Both of them, bro. Like, he's 60. He's. They're both arguably some of the greatest fighters the world has ever seen in Very that true. ring. Very true. What left do they have to prove?
0: I don't know, but have you seen Mike Tyson training?
1: I'm terrified of that, man. Bro, <laughs>
0: he looks so good. Yeah. He literally that's... looks oh, just man. as good when he was in his prime. Like, watching him hit the bags and the speed and the power... I'm like, dude, a fucking animal has... because yeah, a- like- he found like peace. Mm-hmm. He like found this awakening, and something inside of him, like the monster in him was awoken again.
1: I don't know if that's a good thing. <laughs> I'm that's fucking terrifying. Yo, have dude. you seen uh fuck, who was his interview with? he was sitting there and he, like broke down crying, and he's just like sometimes. I get scared because like all I know is war, all I know is kill. Oh, like, that
0: was uh that was his. That was hotboxing. Is it? That was his podcast, I think.
1: Yo, that is insane to me, like how we can look at that man. Dog he was just breaking on down f- talking about how scared he is of just hurting and killing someone else. He was just like, on you know what? Let's get him a match.
0: Dude. Like, who, Dude.
1: Who's the sick fuck who's Dude. just like, let's get a human sacrifice up here and let this man who is the sacrificial lamb so eager to just fucking hurt someone again. Let's throw his ass in the ring with him.
0: He just said on Joe Rogan that he has like, it's orgasmic for him when he hurts hurt people. people.
1: That's a sick fuck. I was <laughs> watching that. I was
0: watching that and I was like, those with my buddies. We kind of like, we're all both like,
1: should yeah, we turn it I mean, off it or it like pleasure in hurting people, but, but not he's just, he was his entire life.
0: He's the baddest motherfucker on Sesame street, bro. He's hes <laughs> the most psycho motherfucker in the world. Like Roy Jones looks good. Yeah. He looks great. And Roy Jones's head movement and style is so unique, but the, okay. but Roy Jones looks great. Okay. At like, whatever he is, 55, 60, uh-huh. Mike Tyson just Looks great.
1: Like he could do a title run right now.
0: Like Mike looks like he would. Walk, like, I don't know about Fury and and what's whatever his name is. Um, who's the other dude? Big ass black dude. He's he's knocked out like fifty people. They call him the Brown Bomber or something like that. Um, but uh, he looks like he would fuck up the heavyweight right now. Shit, dude! I've never seen. I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking pull up some of his videos. Have you seen some of his training videos? No, no, no. Just. I want to oh, my God, goes dude. viral on Twitter, to be honest. Oh, I mean, my God, bro. So, you saw that fucking President Trump retweeted uh, fucking that clip of Mike Tyson saying that it's orgasmic when he hurts people? No no <laughs> yeah. caption, Yo. no nothing, just the video. The Yo. president. And I was like, you <laughs> Yo, just repost uh, full something?
1: Disclosure, full disclosure. I have Donald Trump blocked <laughs> on Twitter. Dude, you got <laughs> I to, can't bro. With, bro, I can't do it. He's out of it. control. I, just, I see it. And then just It's not even him This is what's so genius about him I'll, I'll give it to you it's His marketing strategy Is fucking like He Whether you agree or not yeah. You're gonna engage Cause either you 100% Agree with him Yeah Or you're like or you wanna Fuck f- you Yeah find him in a dark alley my opinion And now I'm gonna talk shit To every single fucking robot Who replies to my tweet Or spam tweets me Fuck yeah Like I just It's so fucking Yeah I can't deal with that guy
0: Are you hearing shit? Huh? Are you hearing anything In those headphones? Yeah Dude, oh my god, bro. Oh, fuck no. I would never. Dude, fuck that, bro. Just a imagine. He- Look at him. Boom, boom, boom. Body shot, body shot.
1: Here's the thing: he probably hits so hard though, like you're not even gonna feel it. You just go to sleep as soon as you get hit. Well, so, dude, you're gonna wake up fucking feeling it. But you, oh, you
0: see, you fuck holding the mitts for that dude for real. You got to pay me so much fucking money.
1: He's 16. His legs look like twice the size of mine. I'm not. Yeah, fuck no.
0: Oh my Wait, sweet Jesus, and, bro! Like, look how fast he is.
1: He still moves. He's incredibly. moving
0: his head. He that's literally gotcha. how he fought when he was in his prime. Dude, I, I know it's fucked no. up, and I know you're worried about your health, but I'm going to combat that with, like, I'm so fucking excited. <laughs> I hope he fucking walks in the ring when and kills Roy Jones Jr. <laughs> I'm a huge Roy Jones Jr. fan, but, like, if Roy Jones Jr. died in that ring, I would be like, that was a fucking great pay-per-view, was though. It,
1: wasn't Roy Jones Jr. a rapper, too, at some point? Like, he has an album, doesn't he? Yeah, it? yeah. Can touched, yeah. Can't be touched, can't be stopped, can't
0: be moved. Oh, yeah, that was my shit in high school for football. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> But, like, Roy Roy Jones, I mean, he's got fucking, you know, he, Roy Jones looked good, but, dude, Mike Tyson looks like an absolute fucking psychopath.
1: No, there's not a dollar amount you could pay me to step in the ring with him. Like, there's
0: Absolutely not. They'd be like, we're going to kill your mother if you don't step in the ring with Mike Tyson. I'd be like, she's had a great run. <laughs> 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 she's lived a full fucking life, bitch. Like, I can't good. go in there. Like, I'll die. Straight up, You're like, big well, facts. say bye to her first? Yeah, <laughs> like like you yeah. hey before you do make sure you ven me venmo me that 50 dollars yeah. that you owe me though before I, you know what i mean like he's an absolute psychopath dude yeah, no, and then not. listening to him talk on like joe rogan because mm-hmm. before like you know he really found this like inner peace you know he started yeah. smoking weed and he he really came in touch and like suppressed his his demons and like that gladiator inside of him because yeah. he's he has to be wired at such a primal level like the closest to a Neanderthal that we could possibly get. He's just wired a different way. And listening to him talk, he's just like his confidence is back, and he's just fired up. And I'm I, like, oh my god, this guy's walking the streets.
1: I think that drive is incredible. First and foremost, like he has mastered that craft. Yeah. But I think he's spent so much time mastering this one craft that everything else seems just new. You know right. What I'm saying like, yeah,
0: yeah, he's just fascinated by everything.
1: Yeah. Well. <laughs> I think it's just that like he hasn't experienced much of life outside of that. I don't know shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I've never fucking met Meg Tyson. I don't know a thing about his life. Well, you're right though. But, he
0: was the most famous person in the world for a long yeah. time. It was like him, Michael Jackson, and Michael Jordan.
1: Yeah. Oh shit. There you go.
0: They they were like you know the most famous people in the world. He was the baddest motherfucker in the world for years. Like he doesn't know what a normal life is Ooh. like.
1: All right, devil's advocate. Do you think the reason he's doing it? Is because he has no other ways to pull in that great like n- income again. Oh no. No, like, no, like you know how rappers like come out of our t- are, like fighters in yeah, yeah, yeah. the UFC like come back after like five years and it's like, yo, yeah, that no that no championship, he's got your money's running up. Like
0: he's got he's got Tyson Ranch, he's got hot boxing, he's got supplements, he's got he's very, very, very well off. Very well so
1: off. he just wants to hurt somebody. He so <laughs>
0: what he said in Joe Rogan was that his wife convinced him to get on a treadmill.
1: And as as that's it seems that's it because like these. it
0: was months ago. He was on Joe Rogan and he's like, "Do you working out? And Mike's like, no, no, I can't work out like I can't. I don't work out. I don't step in the gym. I can't go there because I'm afraid. He's like, I'm terrified that it's going to happen. Oh, shit. And he fucking goes and boom. He's like, my wife told me to get on the treadmill because I was getting fat. It turned into 20 minutes one day. And in two weeks, I was running on the treadmill for fucking two hours. And he's like, and then I started to get back in the gym, and then there's just conversations about fighting, and I was like, fuck it. God, and I'm like, dude, the last thing that we need, we have a global pandemic, a psycho-ass president, a massive racial divide in the country, and now someone has unshackled one of the most <laughs> dangerous fucking human beings in the world yeah, to we just were- go start fighting people. <laughs>
1: When you put it like that, that's fucking great. Like, <laughs>
0: holy fuck, dude. Like, I think it was planned. They're like, yo, we might fuck around and go to war with China in a couple months. Like, let's train this motherfucker up and just drop that fool in Ooh. Beijing and just be like, do your thing, Mike.
1: Or do you think it's all distraction from the man behind the curtain?
0: I mean, I'm a huge conspiracy theorist. Oh, but same. Fuck I, I, I think I don't think I don't think so. I think Mike Tyson truly like functions on his own accord. I truly do. Like, I think he's so, I think he's such a unique human being and so out there. And like, I don't think you could get Mike Tyson to do something that he didn't want to do if your life depended on it. Like, I truly, just listening to him, I think he moves at his own beat. Like, I think this is truly what he wants to do and he's just, he's he's about it. Mm -hmm. He's like, fuck yeah, I'll get back in that ring.
1: All right. As long as a politician doesn't have stock invested in whatever company... Gave him that treadmill. I believe you.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. His fun, Yeah, dude. His his wife. His his wife. Like politician. Like shot his wife. Like five million dollars. Like thanks for the treadmill. Just,
1: just give him. It's like Inception. You just got to give him the idea that they're in control and yeah. they're done. I don't know but how the fuck it is tied Leonardo DiCaprio to Mike Tyson about to kill someone, but here we are.
0: But it's crazy. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what the numbers are, but I feel like UFC and you know fighting has been the most successful sport through this pandemic. Like, everyone thought they were crazy, yeah. but Dana bought that fucking island, and that was the mm-hmm. right move.
1: I got mixed feelings about Dana White right now. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, I think Dana White's a piece of shit, but yeah. the fact That's that he. Grab- the fact that. Oh, yeah. He's. I think. I think he. Dude, he's like Don King. He's like. He's one of the. He's the best, if not one of the best promoters in the world. And if you're going to be in that seat, you got to be a piece of shit.
1: Yeah. You know what I mean? Ooh, quick. Quick, just off a tangent. What do you think about all these people like. Following the McGregor path, like talking shit, like there's so little humility left in the UFC where every fighter hops up. I don't like and it's it. no longer like we're gonna you know, I worked hard, he's worked hard, the better man's gonna win. It's like, yo, fuck him, yeah, fuck the gym he goes to. I don't like fuck that. His dog, fuck his cat. I uh, don't like the way he draws his eyebrows on. I don't this like this bitch. Like, I think it's fucking Because you can
0: see when people aren't pure. Yeah. Like I grew up with some real niggas when I was growing up and like yeah. if you can you got a silver tongue and you can talk that shit, you know you can talk that shit. Ooh, but yeah. there's some people who put a front on Yeah. and it's like, ah oh man, but I, I enjoy watching the modest, like genuine human beings. Beat like who's that who's the black dude who's fuck, he's got like some African name, but he's he's like he's undefeated and he's a fucking he's a fucking psychopath. Hold on. I, I forget what his name is. His his striking technique is
1: Does he have a fight on
0: I don't know I don't know I don't follow I don't follow it t- What's his name? Usman? Is that what you're talking about? Usman? No, not that guy. But I do know that guy. He looks he's thinner than him. Fuck, what is his name, dude? Um I yeah. feel like I was just watching.
1: I feel like if I miss one UFC fight event, I don't know anyone on the next card. Like I feel like UFC moves so fast.
0: Oh, oh. Israel Adesanya. You, do you know who I'm talking I gotta, about? I
1: gotta see what it looks yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, let me show you.
0: This fucking guy?
1: Oh, yeah, that fucking uh, stylebender, yeah. That guy that is, monster.
0: he's a fucking airbender. Yeah. He's, bro, he's a uh, fucking, he's fucking uh, psychopath. So
1: unorthodox style, I like, fucking love it.
0: Yeah, it doesn't even make sense, but like, he's a very like, he's a very modest human being. You know, like, yeah. he's he's just like, you know, he talks some shit, but... He's just, you know, nice guy. This and the other, and I love watching like guys like that just beat mm. the shit out of people.
1: His last promo was not humble. <laughs> was he not humble? <laughs> he was a uh, the big Spanish guy, or I think he's Brazilian actually. He's just like you, Ricky Martin looking motherfucker. Da 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 da. This is not. That's bummer. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I loved watching like the like yeah, you know, I'm a nice guy, and then just go in the ring and just like like Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar's like peace and unity, and like he'll he just like. Beats I think it was Rampage Jackson's so like mm. beats the black off of him <laughs> and then grabs the mic and is like blacks and whites need to get along I'm like you literally <laughs> just beat the bricks <laughs> off him like he took a run off the plantation but <laughs> <Stop>. whatever dude <laughs> but what? I like that but yeah I, that sucks cuz Conor McGregor he was just so good at
1: it yeah dude. oh no absolutely like you can tell like it's his character but oh you know the thing's like fucking hilarious though like speaking on that was like what do you think fighters pray about like before they go in the ring Cause like Their my teeth head, I'm like No it's like, like It's like dear lord Like give me the strength I need to beat The fucking brakes Off this <laughs> It's a fucking weird It's a weird <laughs>
0: Profession bro Like yeah. hey how was work today Eddie like Fucking terrible Like someone tried to Beat my <laughs> yeah, fucking beat eyes Into fucking the back of my head Yeah it was a terrible day At work You gotta be yeah. You just gotta be yeah, You gotta be wired different. Sure. You gotta yeah. be wired different Like <laughs> The people who are fighting Especially today Cause like Now, especially in UFC, like, it's no joke. Like, you could go in there and you could get killed. And the females, the fucking females who are fighting. No, I watched Amanda Nunes Uh highlights. That bitch would beat the living shit out of me. Like, (laughs) beat my fucking. And I can throw these hands. I'm a pretty tough guy, but I would never in a million years. Someone's like. If you win, you can have fifty million dollars. Just risk it. You might be able to beat her. I'd be like, absolutely not.
1: I'd rather. You, uh, Autumn, uh, just one of our athletes. She is a very tough, scary, fucking, amazing, funny, hilarious monster. Really? Why? <laughs> so, like, so. Oh, she, uh, oh, last fight, yeah, dude.
0: I watched some of her shit.
1: Her last fight got canceled. Uh, I think like the opposite corner had Corona or something like that during the test, but. I was watching her, like, maybe three weeks before her fight, right? Uh-huh. She's sparring with our coach, Zach.
0: Her Cloudy? Cloudy got canceled, right? Um, I
1: don't She's know. was going to fight that black chick, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. But I was watching her spar with my coach, and they weren't going easy on each other. You know, they're getting, like, good looks going yeah. back and forth. And she sweeps him. I was like, oh, shit. Okay, there we go. There we go. And gets up. He's like, all right, you know, we're here to work. Now, Zach is one of the scariest motherfuckers I've ever met in my entire life. Yeah. Love to die. Scary as shit. Yeah. So watching her, like, it was like watching the Clash of the Titans, just seeing them go back and forth, like, yes. they were working. And I think it might have been, like, the second time mm-hmm. she got him fucking solid. I was like, yo, I'm 70 pounds heavier than Autumn. I'm positive she could fuck me up. Beat your if ass, she you wanted to, immediately. Yeah. Like all I respect her. Also, she's one of the hardest fucking workers ever. Like, yeah. by all means, she's just... I think she's just really naturally fucking tough. Also super sweet. I feel very sorry for the drunk girl who ever tried to say shit with her. Because she was a bouncer. She was a bouncer too. Dude, these,
0: so. <laughs> these fucking human beings are just walking around in Yo. the general public. <laughs> these niggas are out there. I'll, I'll see some like 5'2", five, 5'3", five, mm-hmm. dude in my home. They'll be like, fuck you. My home be like, fuck you. He'll be like, what? And he'll step up and there's four of us. I'm like guys let's rethink this yeah <laughs> because that fool actually might be a fucking trained no, assassin
1: no absolutely dude that's like one of the first things I learned like going into jiu-jitsu well the first thing I learned actually is like size does not matter because the day Fuck I walked no. in there was dudes 80 pounds less than me whooping my fucking oh, yeah. ass you oh, know yeah. what I'm saying so jiu-jitsu that's the coolest thing about it is that like, you can roll guys of all sizes and whatnot and it's awesome really really humbles you the second thing is some of these dudes that are beating the fucking shit out of me and still do beat my ass You would never in your life assume that person is capable of such fucking violence. You should have to wear like... Not only is he going to kick your ass, but he's going to do it with a smile on his face and with ease.
0: He's not going to sweat.
1: Yeah. He's not even going to (laughs) sweat. Like, dude, like you should have to wear like a like a sticker
0: or mm. something like you should have some tag on you. Yes. Like the the Sims game with the the diamond over somebody's head. Uh-huh. You should have that. Like if you're I a think... trained mixed martial arts person and you go out into a bar, you should have something that's hovering over your head that says, like, I could possibly kill you oh, absolutely. or put you to sleep in three point five seconds.
1: If you see guys out in the town with like small cuts on their faces and cauliflower ears, just look at I their hands. The, if they got some some scratches on there. It's, I, I, mm.
0: I see the cauliflower ears. Like I got. I mean, you bounce. Like we, you yeah. get pretty good at tagging somebody. Like uh, that guy's something's wrong up top. So oh, I'm yeah, gonna yeah. Yeah, let's be nice. To that guy. Let's get yeah. this guy a shot
1: <laughs> of water. Yeah, just hey, in case. It's it's really cool that you like uh, a lot of the fighters I know are the nicest fucking people you will ever meet. And outside of like training. They're not quick to fight people. You know what I'm saying? They're very like, I don't have shit to prove to you. The masculinity aspect is. They have no idea. Like, like, you're not even worth my time. Like, homie, I have a professional fight coming up in three weeks. Why would I fucking risk going to jail beating your ass? Yeah. Because I stole your parking spot in an accident. Like, this isn't like, it's not even worth it to me. And it's funny, too, like, because bouncing and stuff, like back back when, I was also really drunk a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. But I was always very quick to, like, this guy does one more thing, I'm gonna fucking get him type shit. And now it's like fighting is an absolute last fucking resort. Like yeah. you could walk up to me on the street now and like shoulder check the shit out of me, and I'll apologize to you and hope you have a great day. Right? You know, at that point, it's usually like, oh, if it's really an accident, yeah. Even then, like when people try to fight me now, I just kind of laugh. I'm like, dude, What's I don't something? even know you. Like yeah, you play such this. an insignificant role to my day. Even like yeah, it's yeah. gonna be a thirty second exchange. Have a great one. I hope this doesn't ruin your day. Yeah. Take care. Real. Like, but what is that fighting gonna solve at all?
0: Yeah, it really doesn't. It's exhausting. Like I'm fucking now. I'm. I got dad bod. I'm fat now. I'm. A, I'm not about it. It's exhausting. And like, it's funny. Like, I'm like, I'm like the reverse but muscle. Like I'll go out. I'll go out with the homies uh. when I'm back at home in California. And like, especially my brother Teo. He's if I'm with him, he's fucking down to fight. <laughs> He's fucking always down to fight. Because if I'm there... Worst friends ever, though. (laughs) Right, right. Yeah, he's the fucking worst, the best. We had the best time ever in the world. But, like, we'll have to, like... We'll have, like, a meeting at the beginning of the night. Okay, no fucking fighting, right? Uh, But uh, I am always the one to disarm a fight mm. and the last person to want to fight. Yeah. But always fucking down like if it goes down Mm. i'm in that bitch but i'd rather not it's fucking anyone who's like let's just fight all the time i'm like you don't fight much because like if you get into a a actual street fight your hands like if you're throwing actual blows you wake up the next day and i'm like oh my fucking god my hands hurt so bad like my fucking hands are cut. I hit my elbow on the way down. I don't even know how this happened. I'm sore as shit. <laughs> like now I'm getting caught with an assault and battery. Like yeah. nothing was worth it.
1: No, nothing. Absolutely not, dude. For some drunk altercation, some people you never gonna see. For that. real,
0: dude. Like I was minding my business, listening to Toxic by Britney Spears on the dance floor, <laughs> and you got to come up all up in my shit. Like yeah. god damn it, bro. Like, and then when you fight, none of us are getting bitches tonight. Unfortunately, like none of us we are winning. Leave
2: the bar entirely. Yeah, we gotta leave. Shit. Now we gotta leave. It's Scott's it's Reno. Leave.
0: It's freezing outside. Side, yeah. like guys let's just map this out no, but absolutely. those frat boys don't give a fuck <laughs> they're like it's all good it's negative 13 this polo's like extra thick cotton yeah <laughs> god damn it dude <laughs> but shit. the females are our females are out of control
1: dude yeah fucking athletes none like absolutely
0: so do you so do a lot of these do a lot of these fighters like rock
1: your shit so we have let's see one two three four five i believe five fighters we currently sponsor so that's dope. the ring gear, So so like what that. what
0: does it entail when you sponsor a fighter? What does that mean? Like um, you just hook them up a free gear. So we give
1: them basically all of their ring stuff like if they're going to wear it to their actual fight, then that, by all means, yeah, we'll take care of that. We'll make sure they have something nice and fresh to wear. Mm-hmm. Names, customize, all that good stuff. And after that, um, we give them a pretty pretty big discount on that. like everything. Anything nice. you want. You know nice. Um, and I'm friends with all of them, you know what I'm saying? So it's all people, like I said, like we just that law of attraction, we all became close friends one way or another. And the one, th- the main thing we all have in common is that all of us are tracing the dream, you know what I'm saying? Right. So if I can help them, they can help me. It's just a mutually beneficial relationship, you know what I'm saying? Give them a lot of workout gear, um, help them out like financially if I can, um, things like that. So it's just a good relationship to have with people with similar mindsets working forward. But for the most part, yeah, it's just pretty big like gear, and everything else just.
0: Yeah. Hell yeah. That's dope. And are you, are you p- like, I know you're chasing the people with just the mentality, but mm-hmm. now that you've kind of inserted yourself into a population, are you mm-hmm. kind of running with that. And, and like, you know, I know, I know you have bigger and broader yeah. people that you want to touch. But, like, have you have you kind of invested more time in in, in this population of people and jujitsu jitsu and, and fighting and things I like that since you're in it now? just
1: because I'm spending so much time doing it, that's right. the audience I'm reaching the fastest between that and, like, obviously, like, bodybuilders and things like that. I think just because I spend so much time doing it, mm-hmm. those are the people who take the time to actually look into it. But there's people who are, like, musicians and things like that, uh, reaching a lot of those guys as well.
0: Yeah, um, I always see Troy rocking your shit.
1: Yeah, Charlotte Troy. I love Troy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Big support since day one. Yeah, yeah. That's what's up. Great relationship.
0: Dude, I had him on the podcast. And have you listened to his episode? Yeah. At the end of the episode, like, was probably one of the coolest things that I've ever heard in my life. Like, there is a lot of pressure, no matter what color you are, but being colored Mm -hmm. in, in the country. And, like, everyone wants to relate to the culture of their skin tone. Yeah. And I thought it was it was so fucking dope and hella brave that he has at the last like 20 minutes of the episode. He talks about how, you know, a lot of the things that are going on today, he can relate to both sides because he was raised by his mom, who's white. Yeah. And a lot of his upbringing, like culturally, he relates to and identifies as a white person being yeah. half like I'm half white and half black, but no one would ever tag me as white. Uh-huh. But he was confident enough to say, like, yeah, I de- I identify as white as well as I identify yeah. as black.
1: Oh, man, so and
0: I have never heard that from a black man, and I thought that was dope mm. as fuck that he
1: did that. It's I can, there's devil's advocate of that. I feel pretty close to the same way. Mm-hmm. So, growing up, like all the way through middle school, um, every one of my friends were either Mexican, black, or a very poor white person. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because that's the only people who lived in our neighborhood, right? So, getting to like middle school, started having a lot more white friends. Getting to high school had a huge majority of white friends just because, you know, like the, um, it's a very, very mixed demographic in McQueen. There's a lot of like low income houses, but mm-hmm. also there's like the fucking mansions in Somerset and shit that all go like feed right. into that school. So that was the first time I actually got exposed to like different music even and things like that. And I was like, yo, I fucking love rock. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like I'm my best friend from like freshman year till like my junior year, uh, was a kid named Cassidy, super like just... I wanna say a hipster, but he was one hundred percent just a fucking rocker. And he was one right, like of my right. best friends. We had absolutely nothing in common. And then we had absolutely everything in common. If you saw him and you saw me, you would have no, no idea, idea. we were friends at all. Yeah you know what I'm saying so that was really cool. And just getting to know so many people, just like so many different skin colors, like especially in high school when you're like learning so much about who you are as a person, I kind of branched away from like it's almost like Mexicans stopped fucking with me. They're like, always like all my Mexican, I still have t- tons of Mexican friends, but I was like, you're hella whitewashed and this, this and not. And then the opposite side of that is that I've had white people, like even not my current job, but like places I've been employed, they feel comfortable enough to say like racist shit yeah in front of me. It's wild. And I'm just like, yo, I know we relate on a lot of things and I'm Mexican, but I'm Mexican and that's fucking offensive. Yeah. Like, but here's, here's the irony in that. Just like, Because you know me, you're like, oh, not you, but the rest of them. Like, no, you haven't met the rest of them. Yeah. If you met the rest of them, or at least some of them, maybe you feel the same way about them and that view would fucking, you know, dissipate.
0: And Troy talked about that, how he's like, there's a lot of people who will say racist things. They're not racists, but they say racist things and act in a racist way due to pure ignorance. I think that's all it is. Like, oh, I, you know, like, this is what I think I know Uh about the Mexican culture. Yeah. So I'll tag that, trend the numbers, and then I'll make a comment. Mm -hmm. But to someone who's educated in the Mexican culture and someone says something, you're like, That's fucking racist. Yeah. What you just said was racist. And what they just said was the only thing that they know. Yeah. Which is fucking mind blowing. Now the (laughs) awareness with the whole BLM movement is is heightening quite a bit. But it's it's crazy. I love I love what Troy did because I feel like now in our country, unfortunately, at the very beginning I was like I was really excited. You know, I thought this was going to be a beautiful thing, you know, like the pandemic hit. It's, you know, obviously it goes after an older demographic, but like it's a virus that affects the entire world. Mm. You know, I was hoping we could put race, class and all that stuff aside and think about other people. And then George Floyd happened. Has this happened thousands and countless times before? Yes. Have these events of protesting and riots happened before? Yes. But when it first started, I was like, oh, man, like. There's a lot of awareness, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people out on the streets, peacefully protesting, you know, Mm -hmm. for the most part. Um, And I was like, man, this could this could be dope. But now it's turned into there's two sides and two sides only. Mm -hmm. You're either like BLM all about police reform and all about it. Or you're a Trump supporting fucking racist. Yeah. And it's just a boat that I can't jump on because like. You know, that's why I really enjoyed what Troy did because he was like, man, there's the things I agree with on this side and things I agree with on this side. And I like I'm kind of I'm making up my mind on a daily basis as I become more educated on topics that I don't know about. And that almost feels like not a safe way to think anymore because Mm -hmm. you'll get canceled and you'll get annihilated.
1: Um, There's a book I read. It's called like the cognitive something of the American mind. I got to look it up. Um, awesome, awesome, awesome fucking book, but it basically explains how people resort to tribalism. So that form of thinking, like us against them, that's like a primal fucking like old ass way of thinking. And it's horrible. And the thing about not being willing to listen to the counter argument is it does make you ignorant. It makes you less educated. So there's people who are protesting like Republican speakers coming to their schools and colleges. This was a huge thing a couple years ago where people like uh, white nationalists were not allowed to speak at colleges and they're getting uh, like people were what the fuck's the word not really care protesting it or whatever mm-hmm. blocking them locking them in the schools this is not and, and i think it's really important to actually listen yeah and at least to. if i like i need to understand who the fuck lives down the street from me you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying so I'm always willing to listen to every point of view. Do I agree with it? No, by any means, I don't agree with anyone's point of view. I agree with mine, yeah. you know, I have mine. But if I'm not willing to listen to other people and what they have to say, where they come from, and why they feel a certain way, right? how would I ever know if they feel justified? Yeah. Counter-argument to that is there's some people who believe in things, whether it's right or wrong, who believe that to a fault. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And you can show that's them factual, dangerous. Yeah, absolutely. That's dangerous, and when that's we can, where we're at right now. When you can show someone factual evidence that they're wrong, and they look you in the eyes and say, it does not matter. I'm mm-hmm. going to ignore science, fact, reason, and logic, and keep believing in this irrational way. That's 100% cognitive dissonance. You know what I'm saying? And that's what creates the divine. Yeah. You're yeah. making a decision to remain ignorant, or at least wrong. Right. Your beliefs, but that's that's a really sensitive thing, though, too, because your beliefs, what you hold core, what your reality is being challenged. Correct. But if we don't challenge the reality, how are going to grow?
0: And it's also like you, you got to find a place where someone can have a complete disagreement with your mm-hmm. opinion. And your belief, and and that doesn't make you hate that person. Like I feel yeah. like who you are as a human, and your opinion, have been melt welded together. Yeah. You know, like you should be able to disagree with someone's opinion, and not and agree with that human being just as a yeah. human being. But like there's some things. Like if you're a fucking just straight up racist pig, like mm. okay, well then we'll count you out. But like I had a uh, my good buddy Miles Bergen on here. Mm. He he supports Trump. And he works for the news, Fox yeah. News. And I brought him on here. We used to be roommates. He's a fucking great human being. Yeah. He's a good person. Politically, we'd probably not see eye to eye on damn near anything. Yeah. And we're on completely opposite ends of the spectrum. But there's millions of characteristics about Miles that have nothing to do with politics. Yeah. And he's a great human being. Absolutely. And he's not a fucking racist. Mm-hmm. You know, like, but you get tagged. Now it's like two teams. I, it's, exactly. It's dangerous. Like
1: I feel like they're just kind of bunching everyone in these two groups. And it's just, everyone keeps saying like the end result, of it continues to be a civil war or whatever. And shit that may or may not be true, but I feel two like years that ago, that was, would have
0: been a crazy thing to say. But yeah, right now,
1: now oh, dude, our nation's never been more divided. Right. I, like our last election, it was never this fucking bad. Even Trump's first election when he was up, it was never this fucking bad.
0: I think the last time the country is this divided was when there was laws in place
1: yeah, to fuck. keep it divided. <laughs> you know
0: what I mean? Like, no, absolutely. There were, you know, like, like, there were laws to keep yeah. it as divided as it is now. Yeah, that's fucking crazy.
1: Here's here's like the, cause I'm I'm right in the middle. Like you know, there's a lot of leftist things I agree with, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of capitalist like right wing things I agree mm-hmm. with. Should everyone be able to work hard, own their own business, and like da da da? Like yeah, the American way. You know, just work hard, you'll get where you want to go. You don't need handouts from anyone. Awesome. Yes. But I also don't think kids should be fucking starving. Correct, I'm saying. So I think like, yeah, helping out people when we can, why not? Mm -hmm. It's so much like this survival of the fittest. Okay, cool. If we're gonna like just level the playing field, survival of the fittest works. It's you know your own hard work gets you. Little Darwin in there, yeah. But when there's no fucking level playing field and people have unfair advantages, like we'd be ignorant to say that people in impoverished communities don't have the same access to quality education as we do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like. So I was very, very fortunate. Like, if had I wanted to, I could have easily gone to college. But, you know, having kids, I just decided I'd rather, I need, I need income. You know what I'm saying? So that was my situation. But there's socialist things. And here's another thing, too. Like, our education is so poorly fucking funded. Like, right. I think Nevada's, like, 50th in the fucking nation, if not, like, 49th or something like that. That's bad. And this is the problem about ignorance. Ignorance is a huge problem in this country. And we're not helping to find a solution. Right. So our next generation, with the less money we're spending on fucking education, is gonna be even more ignorant than this generation. But do that's do a big problem I have with people just agreeing with everything their parents say. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's just not politics. That's also religion. Mm-hmm. Like people, some, a lot of people are Republican or Democrat because their parents are Republican or Democrat. Right. A lot of people are Christian or Muslim or Buddhist because their parents are. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying it's like their generation. I they're don't think, yeah, kind of, like, I'm not, I also don't
0: think there's been such a difference I got, I between a generation. I yeah, just continue. just call a bunch of people old, <laughs> but uh, you old fucks. Like,
1: this, is, this is really a world where they're not accustomed to, you know what I'm saying? Like, even some of our grandparents, people our age, our grandparents, a lot of them were fucking racist, right. you know? Whether they were white, black, or Mexican, a lot of them were fucking racist because that's what they knew.
0: And it was okay.
1: Yeah, exactly, it was accepted, mm-hmm. and now, for the most part, a lot of America is like, becoming more decent, becoming more open, becoming mm-hmm. more accepting, and that's great. You know what I'm saying? Like, Kids are not by any means born with that ideal of racism, but a lot of our fucking grandparents have it engraved in them. Right. You know, like my grandma, full disclosure, when I was young, she was racist. And it wasn't until Oliver and Damon became my best friends, two black kids who lived on the street, Yeah. still my be- like closest friends to this day, grew up with us mm-hmm. together. And she made racist comments when we were younger. By the time high school hit, and at this point we're friends for over 10 years, they went away. She was asking about them. She was happy to see them. They were at every fucking birthday party, every get-together, like my kids' birthday parties, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So seeing my grandma change from being I don't want them here to where are they, why are they late, like oh, the food's getting cold, make sure your friends eat, your friends want seconds, that, 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 that. how have you been? Like that was fucking awe-inspiring. You know yeah, know yeah. So it shows too. It's just like I think a lot of people who choose to be isolated, of course they're going to see that way. Yeah. But you'll never be – Educated I educated without being exposed to that.
0: I agree. I think the like two previous generations before us, like they're you know, you've got, you know, all the way back into, I would say even all the way back into slavery, you know, you go back three or 400 years, there was a lot of changes, but you know, you got hundreds of years of things being instilled that were okay, that were yeah. okay. And then now we're at a point like at the pinnacle of our coach culture where we do not, not that we don't accept those previous generations as human beings, Mm -hmm. but the things that they stood for and the things they did are no longer acceptable in the society that we live in. And there's this huge, massive backlash because we're trying to weed out these, Mm -hmm. you know, generational things. Now are the things that happen in this country when it comes to like systematic oppression and things like that, are they okay? No. Um, But like kind of going back on what I was saying that there's only two teams, like no one, there's probably brilliant, smart, and powerful minds who would come out and say, yes, these things are bad and we are continuing to try to improve them. But, you know, three people ago, three generations ago, mm-hmm. you know, like for black person, you know, black people are either being owned, mm-hmm. considered three fifths, or would get hosed down by a fire hose if they sat down at a bar table yeah. next to a white person. So like the leaps and bounds that this country has made is undeniable. Now, are the things that are happening okay? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And should they be accepted? No. But like you can't even come out mm-hmm. and say, you know, like yes, these things are these things are wrong, but to categorize all white people that they're bad and like all people are all white people are capitalizing on on white privilege and things like that is is too general. You know what I mean? Because of the leaps and bounds and the doors that have been opened and things like that and and the progress and I'm just using uh, African-Americans as an example, but the progress that black people have made in the last yeah. shit, just the last Nobody. hundred years.
1: I've had this argument actually, because I'm sorry. I had this argument actually, because um, <clears throat> uh, argument actually there was a bunch of Hispanic people I saw who were making comments like derogatory comments.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I was sitting there and I was just like, do you not understand that black people have been at the forefront of this fight? They've been at the front lines of this mm-hmm. fight for equality. And we have only ever benefited from it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, they don't teach about all oh, the riots, all you know, Black Wall Street, all that stuff that happened. I mean, the Zoot Suit Riots, things like that. Where mm-hmm. we were also targeted. You know what I'm saying? We've benefited from this fight, which right. is even more important. why we all should be helping each other and getting along. So how can we sit here and blame any race for our problems when we choose to isolate ourselves? Mm-hmm. And I think that's a slippery slope as well. And I'm gonna use BET as example. And same with like the strictly Hispanic or strictly. It's it's reverse racism. I feel sometimes because. I 100% think we all should be empowered as individuals and respect our cultures and our ancestry and all that stuff. But when we choose to continue to isolate ourselves as opposed to like hip hop saying like, oh, if you're not black, you can't do this, uh, you're not part of, you don't understand the culture. Like, no, there's people who grew up as our next door neighbors, you know, the exact same struggles, the mm-hmm. culture, the history of hip hop, how it came it. same thing with Hispanics. Every, Everyone's well ingrained. Right. But choosing to continue to separate us, I think, does nothing for us moving forward.
0: And sometimes it's looked at as elevating when it's Mm -hmm. really isolation. Like BET is a great example. You
1: just use, yeah.
0: BET is a great example. Mm -hmm. I love BET. I watch it all the time. I watch it all the time. Yeah, love it. But on the flip, right, you make BET, you put blacks on a pedestal, a privilege that a white person cannot have, Mm -hmm. right? You can't have white entertainment television. Exactly. It'd be a fucking uproar.
1: It's a, it's a slippery slope. So
0: like, do I love that there's BET? Yes. It empowers and it gives tons of opportunity. Yes. I'm not saying that BET is bad in any way, shape or form, but I'm just like taking the step back and bird's eye Mm -hmm. view. It's like, that's really strange that Mm -hmm. black people are being oppressed. And a big thing of it is that people of other races, primarily white, have all these privileges and can do things that you cannot. And you're trying to fight to eliminate that but you'll
1: also isolating, yourself but you but you'll
0: do the same thing. Yeah. Now I get to have my own, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure there's way better examples than BET, yeah. but it is a, it is a little, it is a little strange.
1: Mm. I think it's, it's a really slippery slope and I don't even think I'm educated enough to actually mm-hmm. dwell into it too much. Um, but that's one thing I've always thought is just kind of counterproductive. Like, it's, yeah, why would we want to be isolated? You know, we're fighting so hard for equality. Why does any one race want to be isolated? By by all means, we need to celebrate our culture and our history. But um, I just think isolating ourselves is not the way to go.
0: Yeah. It's weird too. Cause I think that a lot of it's done wholeheartedly. Oh, like, absolutely. like, you know, obviously sure. the, the person who created BET was white, but it's like, man, we could open up, look at all these, fu- yeah. look at all the fucking doors they opened up. Oh, absolutely. So you can't knock BET, mm. but if you're looking at it from like a, a, grand spectrum of we are truly looking for equality for all Mm. then it then it has to be like then you can't do things Mm. like that you know what i mean like you said because like you just can't do things like that and and elevate and elevate and 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 give perks and things like that you know like as the blm movement has progressed you know it's like uh it's very it's very strange the things that i'm seeing because like we're hating people of a different color for having the things that we want, mm-hmm. which is strange. You know, like you should hate the system. You should hate the, uh, you know, the, the situations that we're in, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? But like, it is very, it is very strange to me. Like you guys live in a nice neighborhood with low crime and you, you know, you're financially stable and your generational wealth. Cause your parents and parents and this that and the other, like how can you like, I understand that there's systematic things in place that, have separated us. But like if I start making a bunch of money and I can move into a neighborhood that has low crime and it's primarily white, but I can bring my kid to it, go to the best school that's, you know, primarily white and do the things and create generational wealth and invest and do the, you know what I mean? And put myself in a, in a category that might separate me Mm. from the, the poverty stricken areas that are dealing with these systematic, um, variables. I'm fucking going, dude. I'm going to fucking do it.
1: I think I think like the biggest part that people have like trouble like looking at in general is you can't hold back all minorities for so long and then go, Okay, starting now we're equal. Right. Like now that I've gathered all this generational wealth and now that we own a majority of every business because as of ten years ago legally you couldn't own your own shit, it's like they got basically I feel like a three hundred year head start. Right. Big, now, big I'm facts saying like big facts. Not everyone who's white has this privilege or has a lot of money or this not even not, close. You know what I'm saying? But your race as a whole may have gotten a head start, but that does not affect you as an individual. You know what I'm saying? I have people I love to my death that are white next to me mm-hmm. fighting the exact same battles as I do. You know what I'm saying? And by no means am I saying that it's not an equal playing field now. Right. But if your parents can help you because their grandparents helped them, mm-hmm. We'd be ignorant to say that 60 years ago, it wasn't a lot fucking easier to get ahead in life if you were a certain color. Straight know up. You know what I'm saying? So, generational wealth, I feel like now all these minorities who have the ability to keep going get more. That's why I'm seeing a lot of entrepreneurs and things yeah. like that actually start that. And I think that. And it's exciting. Our- You'll see in 100
0: years when it's a flip, yeah. when another generation flips and mm-hmm. there's way more minorities that are in places of power mm-hmm. and they're going to be able to teach their kids and continue yeah, to expand. Absolutely. But it does take time.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think it's just a generational thing, too. And like I said, like our kids now, too, don't even understand racism whatsoever. You know, it's not going to be a concept to them because it is kind of it's it's going away. I'm not Mm -hmm. saying it's gone by any fucking means. Far from it. It rears its fucking face every single day. I mean, every other news article you see is Mm -hmm. something that's fucking going on, which is terrible. But that's one of the reasons I think this election specifically is dividing so many because. The neo Nazis have made it very fucking clear what side they're on. Yeah, yeah. And the fact that their leader won't denounce them or say, "Hey, I don't fuck with Nazis." Yeah. All he's saying is thanks for the support. It says a lot Yeah, as like an individual.
0: Lose so the whether, l- bro, lose the fucking election until yeah, if every you gotta single say Nazis like are bad, yeah. and
1: you lose your election. Yeah, fucking. I got a question. I got. I got some questions. Yeah. You know like Trump
0: should come out and be like, "Yo." I appreciate the support, but if you're out there and you're mm-hmm. toting Trump flags and fucking screaming nigger and saying all yeah. this shit and doing that stupid stuff, you can go fuck yeah, yourself. Cut that shit out. You, you fucking... Like, I wish Trump was... He's so honest, but I wish he was honest to his core where he could come out and be like, listen, like... Don't think that I'm out here rallying for you fucking poor ass fucking white folks. I don't even know how to relate to anyone poor. Like I don't even I almost don't even know if Trump yeah. is racist. I think he's so fucking rich that he's literally just so ignorant. Like it's mm. unbelievable. Like it's like he only sees green. Like yeah. I think he's like racist to class. Yo, fuck. He's like, yeah, what? poor black people suck. Poor white people suck. Yeah. Poor Mexican suck. If you're fucking poor, you fucking suck. Yeah. But those, but those fucking. Trump-toting, like, fucking nigger-yelling, podunk, uneducated, mm-hmm. white trash, places all over the, America. He's like, I'm not going to say anything because I'm going to need your yeah. guys' votes.
1: Absolutely. Like, fuck and that's, that. And it comes back to the tribalism thing. So it's people are just like, you either align with Nazis or you align with socialists. Right. I don't know how the fuck people saying we want equal justice means we're socialists. Yeah. But for some reason, that line's been drawn. And you can try to argue the narrative and, like, let people know, no, this is wrong. Yeah people are so. It holds a core value for some reason. Yeah. I don't think being a Republican or Democrat should be such a core value. Being a decent human fucking being should be, you know, empathy, number one. Sympathy yep. should be your core values. Not, I'm red. I'm blue. Big facts. I'm like it's 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 so divisive and. Most people aren't educated enough on what the fuck their political party stands for, yet they're casting votes. Well, it's, they're I've getting met all, so dude, many people, both Democrat and Republican, who can't name a single fucking policy. Getting all their, get, voting. Getting
0: all what what their saying? fucking facts and shit from yeah. fucking Instagram and shit. Public service announcement, by the way, I think Trump's a fucking racist piece of shit. <laughs> uh, but you know, I was just on a rant there. <laughs> but yeah, dude, I, I couldn't agree, I couldn't agree with you more. You yes. know what's hilarious to me too? There's fucking 300 million people on this in this country. Yeah. And those are the two,
1: dude. What? Oh my god! Like yeah. we ain't got nobody yeah. on the
0: bench. Like we didn't got a we ain't got a Garoppolo <laughs> that's JG just waiting for his quick, chance. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: what fucking, the fuck, it's, dude? Uh, I keep seeing more and more like memes and shit on Instagram. I'm like, here's the thing. Like I make fun of everything. Yeah. Clear across the board, and it's because I take a lot of my life really fucking seriously. Mm-hmm. But humor fucking saves me. Man. Oh, you like, got to. I. I, I, I I'm either gonna be sad about it or I'm gonna Ooh. laugh about it. One yeah. of the fucking two. I always find the silver lining where I can fucking laugh about something. So like seeing these like, um, fucking, uh, That was the word? Campaign signs, Yep. that are like any logical person or any like any adult please like shit like that. Anybody fucking hilarious. Like-, like
0: they should do it like the Philadelphia Eagles did in like I think it was like the early '90s or something. Like just just open We're tryouts. Tryouts. <laughs> Somebody. <laughs> Cause like yeah. we're in a really bad spot, yeah. but it really is fucking hilarious that we're gonna look back and be like, "How on God's green earth were these guys the two captains?"
1: That's what I'm fucking seeing. Like, man.
0: how the fuck is Dwayne the Rock Johnson not in the running? Like, yeah. but Biden is. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? I'd to see his pool. He's like, I- yeah. and I look, and I'm- I was in the pool, and and the and the kids were playing with. Playing with the hair on my legs, and I love kids, and they were sitting on my lap, and I love when kids sit on my lap, and I'm sitting there like, someone get them off the stage. Yeah, get them yeah, off the stage right yeah. now. Ninety percent of the time that Trump's talking, I'm like, oh my god, where's where's the someone like in the back that's like, oh my god, stop dude, the interview, that's what I'm sa- stop. That's what I'm just keep reading, re- keep reading from the yeah. thing, keep yeah. reading from the thing,
1: dude. It's it's
0: oh fuck, oh
1: my god. That's the one thing I can't like. I have I work in a place where I have a lot of super fucking right wing people in there, right. So anytime anything fucking happens, I hear about it at work. You oh yeah. we always—it's always like poking at each other for fun, but it—it's gotten so boring to the point where like he says stupid shit every single fucking it's bad, dude. day. It's bad. So it's not even fun to pick on it anymore. But I, here's here's the weird thing to me. I'm it's worried about
0: like, his health. I'm worried about Biden's health. I mean, both of
1: them. Both of them. And like I—the other thing I don't like is how negative all these campaign ads are. It's yeah. always just like this guy's a piece of shit here's his fucking dirty laundry Mm -hmm. this guy's a piece of shit his his here i'm like that tells me nothing about you yeah i don't know what the fuck you stand for all i know is fuck this guy that's all you just spent the last 30 seconds paying a million dollars to advertise that's
0: funny that you say that because i was just listening to that i don't know where but yeah it's like um there's people who will debate against people and then they're in their office once they get elected Mm -hmm. and they're like weren't you just bashing that person like oh it's a debate so he's my like it's just now. run the yeah. person through the mud. And if you can put down the other person more, then you'll be fine instead of yeah. uplifting, uplifting yourself.
1: I think it's, it's people are looking to justify their own character flaws by showing that someone else has hopefully yeah. worse character. flaws. They need some
0: like real life crips up there. Like <laughs> just standing up there like, Oh, like what do you think about Trump's stance on this? Like, Hey, listen, man, I don't really talk about nobody's business like that. <laughs> you know, like, if we got something we need to handle, Yo. we can handle that behind closed Damn. doors. But I don't put nobody's I don't put nobody's name in my mouth that I don't need to, you know, like we handle it a certain way. It's all good. Like, but yeah. this is what I stand for. I want to do this, that, and the other. Yeah. I'm not tripping about oh boy over there. <laughs> yeah. And like I yeah. feel like that would get like a yeah.
1: standing ovation oh as it should. <laughs> yeah. Just stay in your own. We need some real
0: we need some fucking real crips out here, yeah. bro. Big oh, facts. God. And
1: it's like it's the funniest part too is just like some of the things they're saying are just complete fucking blanket statements. Like, first of all, make America great again. We've never been if it's so great, we've never been greater than we are right now, right? Yeah. And we've like never been, get- we've never been so progressive. Like, how far back do you want to go? Because the yeah. further you go back, where's it kids for minorities? Yeah, dude. Like, give a nigga disclosure. a time.
0: Give yeah. a nigga a time machine, he's got ten years of room. <laughs> like what what are you talking about like if you gave a black dude a time machine they'd be like oh this is sick what the fuck am I supposed to do with this thing
1: you always see those girls like these like Instagram fucking influencers and shit like post their shits like Oh, I was born in the wrong generation. Like, I would have loved the 50s. Like, no, miss, you wouldn't have fucking hated the 50s mm-hmm. because you wouldn't be allowed in those fucking memes you're posting. You would have dance holes with fucking Billy Idol and shirt. I don't even know. Not
0: Billy Ellis or whatever her name is. You would have been fucking clean in the house. And when your husband got home, he would have smacked you in the fucking mouth for talking too fast. Then bent you over the stove that's still yep. hot, fucked you,
1: oh, fuck. and
0: then went to bed good, and expected food. Women, the
1: further you go back, it Ooh. progressively gets worse too violently you know what I'm saying it gets fucking worse really quick so how far do you want to go back because the further we go back the less equal we all are yeah yeah you know what I'm saying? the only
0: people who should be yelling right now are black women Black women are like like just imagine being a black woman like 50 years ago like fucking what the fuck am I supposed to do like oh, Jesus man. Christ this is uh, the worst in the world. <laughs> I can't vote. I get beat. Can't go into restaurants. Can't yo. do nothing. Nobody listens to me. <laughs> and it's like totally cool
1: for my husband Stop.
0: to like beat me, <laughs> objectify me. Like, yeah. but dude, let's that, make it great again.
1: Uh, yo, that's what I don't get about. Like the, the woman Trump supporters who were like, ah, ad- fucking advocates. Dude. It's like, Yo, he's pretty anti just about anything that benefits you.
0: Pretty much the worst fucking dude. Yeah. The biggest womanizer is- in the world. But yeah, no.
1: Like yo, I'm gonna run basically a dog show for girls from different countries and shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like we're gonna hand out some fucking ribbons. But I'm not racist. You're making money on yeah. a bunch of fucking people. Don't worry, I'm you. not. I'm not racist. It's, though, it's a dude. business thing for you. It's nothing else.
0: Best video you're ever gonna see. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, I think like bro, After you hear him talk about I'm gonna grab him by the pussy mm-hmm. After you hear them talk about Like me and Epstein Fucking kick it He likes young bitches So do I I did not mean to say bitches I'm sorry He likes young women So do I He we goes he is. That. <laughs> that Yeah that island was a cesspool Yeah that's what I'm saying I'm like How How the fuck are you gonna be In all these pictures With all these known Child traffickers And just be like Yeah I mean I don't really Fuck with him yeah. Like oh, homie Yes you do There is video evidence yes, That's well. another thing too Is I can't st- Like People are sitting here up uh, like defending him when there's countless hours and hours and hours of video mm. evidence of him lying and contradicting himself. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. So it's like, and I get all politicians have some agenda and this, this, and that, but what the fuck? Like it's crazy. how are you defending this shit? Like it's, it's crazy it's like to a point where like I there's a lot of fucking Trump supporters who voted for him last year who are not voting for him this year yeah there's a lot of fucking promises that were not fucking kept
0: most of the trumpers now though like they've just they're people who have just dug their heels in like you said they're not listening to rhyme logic reason or anything like that and i think now it's it's on the left too like democrats are like we support biden and i'm like okay that was dope. Like Mm. six months ago, have you heard this motherfucker? Like he's like losing his mind. He's had multiple brain surgeries. Like he loses his place. He forgets where he's at. He can't remember facts. Like that fool is supposed to run. Like I, I I hope there's a debate.
1: I'll watch it out of pure entertainment. There's a debate. I I 100% think Trump's going to win just because he's,
0: I just need to watch that he has shit such show. Such a
1: weird fucking way of not answering your questions, dude. You know, he's a, he's
0: he's like fantastic. He's a fantastic, he's a fantastic speaker. Yeah,
1: <laughs> it's not even that. It's just he takes so long to answer. You almost forget what the fuck you yeah. asked in the first place. Yeah, and then by the end of it, you're just like, yeah, I guess the economy is important. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Wh- <laughs> how do you feel about coronavirus? Well, China did this. Uh, compared to China, our dicks are huge. You know what I'm saying? But anyways, yeah, my yeah. favorite brand of condom is this. Trump makes the best condoms. Um, this is the official condom endorsed I make the by best. Trump. I make uh, the best safe, condoms. Yeah, see, even Mexicans first. could get pregnant with yeah. my condoms. I make the best <laughs> condoms in the world. So it's just, he's so good at fucking diverting the attention yeah. to somewhere else. You know what yes, I'm saying? Wow. As a, any good businessman should be. Mm-hmm. But Businessman, not. He's been bankrupt like four times.
0: Pre- well, in a good way, though. He protects his money. He's he goes through every leap
1: using le- this like, oh, he's 100% like all these Republicans are just like, no, like all these people on welfare are taking note like uh, they're fucking, you know, what the fuck? Uh, God damn it! system fraud. What the fuck's the word for it? Benefit fraud. Benefit fraud. If you're systematically doing that from mm-hmm. a position like a power like he is where you're just like forging numbers I and mean, he's actually being sued on it right now. I guess mm-hmm. he like fucked his niece out of like a bunch of like million dollars of the property or some shit. Right. But how is that not a crime? I don't know. How I do you commit fraud and fucking like selectively choose bankrupt. And like yeah. I'm going to devalue this asset in order to get a tax break. I'm going to inflate the numbers on this asset in order to get a tax break. Right. If I sell this to a fucking, you know, different fucking business for a time being or a relative. And now right. I get a tax break for this. It's this not like, I think I I, I guess I, you got to know the rules and be smart of them at the same time. It's like, homie, you're not a good person.
0: So, so, oh God and watch my fucking podcast is going to get canceled after this. (laughs) In no way, shape or form am I supporting Trump in any way. But I talked to my guy who does my taxes and I had a conversation with him about this. And like, first of all, him and a vast majority of the upper, upper echelon of the wealthy people do exactly what Trump does on a yearly basis. And is it wrong? Yes. But a vast majority of the shit that he does, he just follows these Fucked up laws that were written well before his time. But he's just like, yeah, these things are super fucked up, super biased, only one way street, Mm -hmm. literally built for people like me. He's like, I'm just going to follow these rules to a T. Like people think when he's a crook, Mm -hmm. but like he thinks he's doing like criminal activity. But I really think like the laws that are written are criminal, but they're the the laws. And he's just like, oh, this is a perfect guideline to be a piece of fucking shit. Oh, this Mm -hmm. is awesome.
1: The super rich set up a system that keeps them super fucking rich. Yeah, you know Fifty
0: I'm Cent saying? pulled that shit. He went bankrupt when that chick was trying to get all his her money. He's like, oh, "Yeah, sorry. I'm fucking poor." We're like, mm-hmm. "Bro, we know you yeah. are not poor. It's you just like devalue G Unit down to like barely nothing."
1: That's that's the problem. Like we're like, author- like I hate when people look at authority. As just as opposed to justice as the authority. Correct. You know what I'm saying? It should be entirely vice versa. Big facts. What is did this... you just say? Say that again. <laughs> I don't like when people look to authority or look at authority as justice as opposed to looking to justice as the authority.
0: Fuck, dude. I wish I had like sound effects on my pocket. It's like, oh, 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 oh. You know, like fucking Pee Wee Herman. It's yeah. the magic word of the day. Like that is fucking money, bro. Yeah,
1: yeah man. So it's like. These laws were written, but everything's fucking changed since then, man. Like, World's the fact not the is, same. if exactly, but we still have the same laws in place from a world that no longer exists. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, and that's we where can't
0: all, we can't live in that world. Anymore.
1: No, and that's where all the amendments come in place. You know, like laws fucking change, things fucking change, and the Second Amendment is people fucking love to get worked up about, like what are you going to do when fucking someone breaks into your house? I'm just like, well, I'm probably not going to have enough time to fucking go into my gun safe and get the fucking AR ready. You know what right, I'm saying? Right. Like, I don't sleep with it on my fucking bed. Yeah. And should everyone have a gun? By all fucking means. I really don't care if anyone has a gun. Yeah. I have a fucking gun. You know got, what I'm saying? Yeah.
0: I got guns. I have a yeah. gun.
1: That's cool. But what sucks about this whole two-party system, it's like, if you have a gun, you're you're right. Like, no, I just have a gun. Yeah. If you don't have a gun, all of a sudden you support abortion, like no no, no that's not that's not what I'm saying. Like what, Yeah, like, bitch, what I grew on, up dude? in a in a gutter ass
0: neighborhood. Yeah. Yes, no. I have a fucking gun. <laughs> Look, because
1: I, want... I, I know niggas who will Yo, kick your fucking door in. You know what's the funniest part about that? Is I never wanted to buy a gun. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But I went with a coworker because he wanted to buy a gun. And I just, yeah, I'll tag along, whatever. So we go, he's looking at guns, I'm looking at guns. The people who were coming in, the fucking characters who were coming in to buy ammo and buy ammo for assault rifles and shit Mm -hmm. and buying shotgun shells, those people were so fucking crazy looking, I bought a gun. I was like, yo, (laughs) if homie over here in the fucking and homie over here with the missing teeth and Mm -hmm. looks like he's currently on drugs Mm -hmm. can buy a hundred fucking rounds for a gun that's bigger than mine, I should probably have fucking something more than a bat. You know what I'm saying? Big facts. Big facts. The people who own guns make me want to own a gun. Right. You know what I'm saying?
0: Dude, I love, and I love what fucking Nevada does out here. Like, Nevada, somebody breaks into your home and you blast their fucking head off, the (laughs) the cops are going to high five you and be like, hey, we'll clean up the blood. In California, like, you got your two kids in the house and somebody kicks your fucking door in with a knife and you blow their fucking head off, you're going to jail. Oh, shit. Oh, Yeah. California is the fucking worst. I got Cali tatted all over me, uh, but Cali is the fucking worst. Like literally, someone breaks into your home and you pull the trigger on somebody. There's a very, very high chance you're going to jail.
1: It's fucking nonsense. Which
0: is crazy. Like me and my baby mom already decided. Like somebody tried to pull some slimy shit with our son. i be like, yo, you hold it down. I'm gonna kill him.
1: Yeah.
0: I'll get out in six on good behavior. But you yeah. hold it down for them. And she's like, yeah, I'm shit. cool with that.
1: Yeah. Try to go fund me. Fuck. Try to go fund me, yeah. <laughs> fuck, man. God I damn. get that good yeah, treatment. I getting,
0: get all man. the I get all the love in prison. Yeah. What the fuck you in for, cuss? i I'd be like, I fucking killed the motherfucker who tried to rape my son. They'd be like, all right, man, respect. I'm like, it's yeah, it's yeah, I'm okay. not trying to go black, white. <laughs> I'm just trying to chill for six years and get back to my family. They're like, all right, Crip.
1: Yeah. Alright, Crip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Nevada Nevada's pretty fucking dope, I absolutely love living here. It's great. Yeah. fucking been here. Where, what when did you move back in Cali?
0: So I moved here in two thousand and four. At the very end of 2015, 2000, beginning of 2016, or the very end of 2015, I moved out here. And then I moved back to California in 2018, mm. and then came back a year and a half later. So I got here December 9th of 2019. Okay. So i almost been here a year now.
1: Okay. So you obviously like it if you're selling down here.
0: Yeah, I love it. My son's here. Um, it's fucking cheap-er. Yeah. Um, the taxes in California are fucking crazy. Like, I was making over $100,000 on paper, and about 42% of my check was getting taken out. Oh, fuck that. The cost of living was through the fucking roof. So what I pay here, um, this is three bedrooms, 1,500 square feet, apartment amenities, the whole nine. I was living in a two-bedroom granny unit paying $400 more.
1: Fuck. Yeah,
0: bad. And yeah, I think I the granny unit bad. was like 1,000 square feet.
1: I've had customers, like, come from California. Like, they sell their one-bedroom condo in San Francisco, right? Yeah. No parking, no nothing. Nothing. Easy mill. A mill. Yeah, a mill and easy. a half sometimes. Yeah, they easy. come here, they buy a 500,000 fucking square foot house in mm-hmm. Somerset, if not Montreux. Oh, yeah. Huge fucking house. It's like $400,000, $500,000. Easy. I fucking li-
0: Dude, I lived and in Somerset for almost two
1: years. $400,000 still in their account. They bought two new cars. They remodeled the whole fucking house. Mm-hmm. And now they're gonna retire five years early just yeah. for moving out of California.
0: Fucking three and a half hours to the east. Ugh. It's wild. I love. I mean, California's is, California's is tough to beat. Like Sonoma yeah. County is where I was at. Fucking weather's amazing. The beer is cold. The food is amazing. It's wine country. The fucking white women are so bad. <laughs> it's out of control. The fucking Mexican culture is so rich in California. You know, it's a per, it's a great blend. Like there's always something to do the the like the landscape is amazing you can drive anywhere you can go to the beach you can go to the mountains you can go this you can go skiing yada 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 but it's fucking hard to live there yeah it is very 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 hard to live there and I just I just don't think it's worth the output financially and time wise you know like if I was making two hundred fifty thousand dollars I'm going back to Cali sure. I'm a, I'll go back you know because I live a pretty frugal life I don't need much but like I'm not like, I was making I was making over a hundred thousand dollars in California, oh. and I was broke, yeah. as fuck.
1: Like, Shit. what the fuck is Look, happening? You know what's funny about that is like, the more and more like I'm getting older, like the less time I'm spending at home.
0: You know what yeah. I'm saying? Oh, big so bags.
1: Now, like my dream growing up, always just like I want this big ass fucking house. I want this. I want that. And now, tiny homes have never looked better. You yeah. Know what I'm saying. I'm just for like, real. Thirty thousand dollars and I'm done paying forever. Or just fucking pay rent on the fucking lot or buy the land buy the land, live on yeah. that. You know what I'm saying? Like that has never looked better because yeah, I like, don't need anything material. Just some dope
0: shit happy. inside.
1: Yeah. Dude, those nope. things are fucking nice.
0: The materialistic thing that I need though, I need a fucking two thousand and fourteen Cadillac CTSV. That's like that's my <laughs>
1: bitch right there. <laughs> nice.
0: And then right after that, a sixty seven Shelby Mustang. Have you seen Gone in Sixty Seconds? You ever yeah. seen that movie? That last Mustang that he'd uh, be cruising around. There's
1: a giveaway on Instagram, they're doing that right now. Of a 67 Shelby? Yeah. It's like um, a replica of the one they had in the movie. I'm literally about to call my father. I'll tag you in it. Because <laughs> he will fucking lose his goddamn mind. Yeah, they're doing a giveaway. You gotta like, buy something from this company, and then you're in to win. Jesus. So, yeah, definitely fucking hit
0: that. Dude, I, uh, I fucking hate to do this, bro, but I literally told you at the beginning uh, what was going to happen, and we're fucking two and a half hours in, bro. No shit. I'm dead serious, <laughs> bro. Um uh, I I can't tell you how much I appreciate one, you reaching out, you know what I mean? And wanting to come on the podcast. And I think, uh, what you're doing, um, especially right now is monumental. Like the motive you have behind what you're trying to do and the, why, you know, Mm -hmm. what you're doing is cool, but the, why you're doing it is more important. And your end goal of, of, you know, opening up a facility and, and, and reaching these kids and, and teaching them how to find outlets and push through adversity and build from it like you did through your own experiences is fucking dope dude so first thing i, I want to make sure that everything that you got going on i make sure i want you to plug it like i, I want everyone to know before you leave right now like, oh, sh- what you got oh, going shamelessly, on absolutely. yeah and uh <laughs> but i but i truly do uh, appreciate you coming on dude and yeah, the fact that we could just rap for fucking two and a half hours like it was nothing like yeah man yeah you yeah, got to come should. back on absolutely mandatory
1: love absolutely love to bring Troy here I'll talk shit to him nonstop we, I'm I mean, I'm getting another mic we so we can two do two hours those. of me just roasting Troy <laughs> shit that's I'm politely, fucking down true I'm fucking yeah. down
0: so you yeah. got you got multiple things going on before we sign off you ah, got okay, okay yeah yeah hit, hit hit him with everything you got going on right now gotcha, and where to right. find and where to find you and all that stuff
1: all right so Twitter at ttvrd twenty nineteen um, stay up to date on all of our next drops, things like that. Videos, content, Instagram. You can find our link to our website and our bio. Um, all of our athletes will be on there. Oh, shit. This is the long part. Okay. Good. All of our athletes. Um, Carl Fredericks, Adam Norton, Joey Lorisella, Wolfgang Danger, Oliver Saw, Saw Gutierrez, Los, Cam, Joey. I already said Joey. Brady. Uh, 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 is that 10? That's 10. Zach Vanelk. Oh, Pablo, Gomez, um, all of them great people. Awesome fucking fighters. shout out to the gang, bro. We'll yeah, Just spot, dropped bro, a baker's deep. dozen <laughs> on you right we're there. Fucking deep right now, man. It's fucking great. Damn. Uh, shout out to absolutely everyone who's ever supported. If you've ever bought a single piece of merch, thank you. Love you guys. It could not be possible without you guys. TTVRD.com. Um, latest drops on there. Follow us on Instagram. Dope shit coming.
0: Enough said, man. Thank you everybody. Chase thank the you, dreams. you, everybody. We'll <laughs> talk to you
1: soon.